Okay, be honest with me. Which one of you fucking turned into a goblin while the intro was playing? That was me. I moved my body uh, I, on my I, chair. I fucking I played the intro and then all I heard in my headphones was <laughs> that, that was yeah. that was me. I, that was me. I moved my body in a way that my body didn't like. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to what is sure to be a pretty jam-packed episode of The Gap. I'm your host. With me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? F and chat for Matt's body. F and chat. F and chat. Can we get some F and chats real quick? No, I, I literally adju I adjusted in my seat, and the only thing that came out of my mouth was uh, like something along the something along those lines. Because um because it turns out um my body doesn't like it when I work when uh when you work eight hour seven to eight hours a day um it 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 it, it, it thinks you're dying. Uh, with me I also have my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? Uh, with me i have my co-host josh how are you doing today josh that's the bit that's all there was to it josh josh is apparently dead dude honestly like i just came back from death it's pretty cool oh he returned sorry, from... I to, sorry i went to heaven to experience uh all the new seasons of anime pretty cool I mean, honestly i give it like an eight and a half out of ten and some might even say he returned by death. Who knows, yes. man? We'll, we'll have to find out later on this episode of uh, the, the Gap, the generic anime podcast. We have a pretty jam-packed show for you guys. Uh, so, Anime Japan what uh, was last week as of recording this, and because of that, we got an absolutely uh, ginormous amount of news uh, from. The from the variety of panels that were there, along with the rest of the news, a rest of news that like just came out over the past couple of weeks, which was already quite a bit. So it is going to be a very news heavy episode, which works out for us because it is also the end of a season. So we got se uh, seasonal awards to talk about, as well as a show, as well as uh, my senpai is annoying, which is our feature anime of the podcast, which no, which is kind of a lighter show to talk about, which is really nice. So we're going to, so I think we should just dive right into everything because we do have quite a bit to cover uh, this time, the time around. Is everyone ready to go? Is you know, Matt, I think you could say we could high dive right in. I'm going to control delete you. I swear to Christ. Absolutely. You know what? I wish well, we were sponsored by High Dive. That would have been a great segue yeah. into a sponsor. Uh, uh, that would have been a real good ad read opportunity. But also, I appreciate the joke. That was good. It was solid. Like 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 a, like an 8 out of 10 joke. That was yeah. solid. <laughs> um, but but let's move. So let's just jump right into it. The uh, and, uh, so Matt, another Matt, uh, what would you say that we're shonen jump? Can <coughs> you just get on with it, please? <laughs> uh, we uh, so another anime season has come and gone. Uh, the winter 2023 season is over and done with, and thank fight Christ for that. Uh, because it because this was kind of a mid season, um, if I am being completely honest. Not not nothing too special here outside of a couple of outside of a couple of shows. It was uh, uh, especially following up the fall 2022 season, uh, which was just an all timer. Uh, this is this was 
much less uh much less exciting however just like with every other season we are going to give out our usual seasonal awards and so we all know how this is done we've been doing this for a while so let's start off with the one we always start off with which is best animation and there were several shows this season that had a very exceptional animation across the board but only it can only be one winner and i think everyone knows what it is but let's just jump right into it shane what show to you had the best animation of the winter 2023 season <laughs> trigun <laughs> no like shot bro be, no cap like it could be anything else this was also mine yes also mine yeah because uh duh <laughs> God, like duh. do you do you have eyes can you perceive the visual medium then it's fucking Trigun. It's Trigun the Stampede with its luscious 3D animation work and its wonder and its great backgrounds and camera movements and fucking wickedly cool storyboarding and Come. the fact that Vash has the best design in in the his, world in right? modern anime. In modern anime, I love it. Was it was great how like a lot of the like there were like like minor tweaks to like some of the character designs like like you know but like wolfwood still looks like wolfwood uh meryl still looks like meryl but younger vash that's a completely fucking different person millions that's a, knives that's same a thing boy right there yeah that's a that is a a hundred percent a twink dude that is a hot piece of ass I love I love Vash's design in this. I think he looks wonderful, uh, and it's just that's 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 just the tip of the iceberg because I think Trigun Stampede really shows its prowess in its action scenes and the way that mm-hmm. it has one these one take action scenes that are just really impressive. Obviously, that like fucking like one take action scene from the final episode went viral a little bit yep. ago, mm-hmm. which looks like a like an someone described it looking like a third person shooter. Which it does, and it looks awesome, um, and and uh, and the attention to detail too in all of the in every in every shot of this thing, like it's easily it's it was easily the best looking show of the season. Honestly, there was n- very little, there was very little that was better than it in my mind. It look it looked it looked phenomenal. Studio Orange don't miss, dude. They really Studio don't. Studio Orange don't miss. Now, Josh, do you have a different answer, or is it Trigun for you as well? Like, I watched the first episode of Trigun, so I kind of can get to say, yeah, it's Trigun. There's no denying it. Oh, there's no denying it. Yeah, it's, like, easily the best-looking yeah, show like, of the and season. it only gets better, Brunrit. Oh, yeah, like, it's straight-up, like, the best-looking show. It's it's the show that oh, impresses me the most. I do not deny that. It's also, literally in case you were wondering, uh, the dub ends next week, Brunrit. Cool. Hell yeah. It's literally yeah. like you saw the first episode and you thought that shit looked good. There's a scene, there's a one take in episode two that blows everything in that episode out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Studio Orange does not miss, and I'm still waiting on Land of the Luster season two. Yeah. Uh, we'll get uh, there. All right. Uh now 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 ob- now obviously uh there's a sh- there's shows every season. Uh, the, the, there's a level of anticipation for every show that comes out every season, but sometimes a show comes out and actually really surprises us with what it, with the level of its quality. Spencer, what show do you think was the biggest surprise of the season for you? In terms, um, of in terms of quality for like 
crazy shit that I didn't expect. It's probably kind of the Great Snow Sea, the uh, Polygon Pictures uh, anime. Yeah. Um, it's really solid. And I know, like, when I see a Polygon Pictures anime, I'm like, oh, like, Nice of Cydonia, you know, it, it, it'll probably be okay. This was an incredibly solid story. Um, I still think that Polygon Pictures deserves to stand with Orange on the 3D sphere, even if a lot of people don't think so, because the models look a bit, you know, well, they're just, they don't look as good as Orange, and people try to take that as like a, oh, like, like a dig at Polygon, but, um... The backgrounds really, are so fucking good. Yeah, they're, they have some of the best background work in animation. Um, very, very interesting story. There's some twists and turns, and I think the, 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 the cool, like, the interesting concept of, like, the entire sky being held up by trees and there's no more land. It's just a, a literal sea of, of snow. Um, coupled with, like, really likable characters makes this a very surprisingly enjoyable show very anticipated right uh josh do you have an do you have a show that you would what what show surprised you the most this season if you have one of course angel next door spoils me rotten Ooh. show good good show good show show good show good really cute show good god you you have such a Way with words, my guy. Diabe- diabetes, super an sweet. What a phenomenal vocabulary on the part of Josh. Um, so obviously, I actually didn't even know about Angel Next Door until I don't even know what got me into it. I think I was just looking for stuff to watch, and I was like, I heard through the grapevine it was cool, so I watched it, and the first episode was good. I think it was Matt who was talking about it. But anyways, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, I'll keep on it. And then after the first episode, I was just like, oh, wow, this actually gets really good. Mm -hmm. Like the character writing is the character writing is great. The animation is really good. It's wholesome. It's an amazing romance. What more can you ask for from me? Show good. Good show. Good show. Show good. Good show. Good show. Uh, Shane, what show surprised you the most this season? This is going to be a surprise to Matt because he's going to be like, huh? But I'll explain. My pick for biggest surprise is Sarune the Linking Shot. You know what? Um, I totally understand that because I think that this season blew away my expectations to an extent too. It's not my pick, but it's, it's, this is a, this show, this was really good. So the reason I picked I picked it for biggest surprise is because while season one of Sarune was really good, I don't think mm-hmm. it ever approached the upper echelon of KyoAni shows. It's not a Dragon Maid. It's not a free. It's like it's not a household name in regards to that studio. I don't think. No, it's it is not. But no. then season two comes along and it's like, oh, this is like a top three KyoAni show now. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah, this season was 
actually kind of insane, especially when you consider that this show was made up, especially animation wise, was made up mostly of newcomers. Um, and uh, but then you have like entire episodes that are like storyboarded by and like animated by like one like one or two people, and it's just like, huh? And it's insane. Like some of the stuff that they pull off in this episode is insane. Like the fucking fun, the 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 finale of the season is like, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the fucking the the fight when when they do all when they all pull their bows at the same time. Like that is literally one of the best moments in this of the season. It is yep. in, insane. Is insane. I loved. I yeah. I love. I agree with Shane. Like I loved it. It's not my pick though. Uh, my pick is a show that I can't stop raving about, uh, and it's one of my favorites of the entire season, and might actually end up on my best of year list if things go forward. And that's the Magical Revolution of yep. the Reincarnated Princess, uh, a show that I was already looking forward to. Um, at the start of the season, because I had heard great things about the source material, but damn, um, it is really good. Uh, it, it it's really good. Not only is it exceptionally well produced, strong animation across the board, really great character designs, stall, great storyboarding, action scenes are great. Uh, it's the like very very colorful, lots of Sakuga, uh, but also it's just a really really great fantasy story. Um, it takes it ha- it mixes comedy and drama exceptionally well. It mixes it, uh, it exceptionally well. The political stuff is well integrated. This the magic system is really unique and fascinating. And it's and it actually commits to the bit of being gay as hell. Um, and it it's kind of shocking. It is kind of shocking on. Uh, how much I was actually shocked to commit to the bit, mainly because I don't see uh, shows like this uh, go that route. I was fully waiting for this to be fucking bait. Uh, Because shows like this do tend to be baity. But no, it is not. They they straight up fuck. So there is that. Uh, If you haven't seen the show, I highly recommend you do it, because it is fantastic. Um, and it's one of my favorite shows of the season. Uh, uh, and do not do not be fooled. It is not an it, the Mal says is an isekai. It is not an isekai. They have no idea what the fuck they are talking about. Do not listen to Mal. Um, uh, like but you in, shouldn't. Yeah. Well, they they literally classify it as an isekai. It is not an isekai. <laughs> it has never been one. Uh, but yeah, go watch Majorevo if you haven't. It's one of my favorites of the season and deserve and those show that ended up surprising me the most this season. Uh, but with every surprise must come a disappointment because some shows just don't live up to the expectations set upon them. <clears throat> Josh, do you have a disappointment of the season or no? Nah, Bofuri and Angel Next Door are both amazing. Can't say shit. I was gonna say if you say Bofuri is a disappointment, I'm gonna smack you. Um, because I fucking love both of you. Yeah, they were both incredible. I I think Shane wants to go, so I'll have him go for uh, go for, for Spencer. Near Automata. Oh boy. Oh fuck. Now yeah, this is mine. Well, this is also like, mine. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone expected us to be amazing from the outset, just because video game adaptations tend to be pretty lackluster for the most part. Especially in the world of anime. <laughs> this one had the 
unfortunate circumstance to be adapting one of the greatest video game stories of all time that many consider to be unadaptable. And frankly, it currently still is. Because this show not only got screwed over from a production standpoint, it got screwed over by its production company. It's not even fucking done yet. And it won't be done for who God knows how long. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I understand. And I've seen and I have seen enough of it and I've seen enough of it to know that, yes, to some extent, it gets a little better. They integrate the way they integrate all the different endings is a little is pretty clever by having them as be like little uh, end po- like post credits bits. Um, and they it, it bits. But here's the thing about Neo Automata and why I fundam- I think that fundamentally adapting it isn't doesn't work um, is the fact that the entire plot of Neo Automata is meant to be experienced differently every time you play it. By every time you play, you play through Neo Automata once. And you have one experience, but then you play through it again on New Game Plus, and suddenly you have a bunch of these other scenes and contexts, and you're like, oh, um, well, shit. Um, and now everything's been recontextualized. What this episode, what this show does is it combines a bunch of it, removing that. And it feels, and so instead you're getting all the context at once, and suddenly you're left with a story that feels simultaneously too predictable as well as too cluttered if that makes sense uh there's way too much going on also uh it looks kind the production values are all over the place some of it looks fantastic some of it looks like ass some of it Um, looks like dog piss yeah some of it looks like 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 qb ass yes not not uh, in a good way not in a good way um in the bad way yeah, uh, and yeah, then some, and then it's also not it. even done. This show had has had an awful production, one that has been actually well documented since it was announced that this thing has been this thing has been in development hell, uh, and it doesn't help. And it doesn't help that despite it being nine episodes in, it's not done, and it's on indefinite hiatus for the second time in its run. Will this? Will it actually get done this year? Who the fuck knows? This might take like over a year to air, which frankly is unacceptable from a production standpoint. Uh, Spencer, what's your biggest disappointment of the season? Oh, um, I, I don't have one. You don't have one? Oh, I only okay. watched I only watched five shows this season. Oh yeah, you did. I forgot. Yeah, and none of them were bad. So, uh. This season, however, we're gonna get some oh boy. shit. Oh boy! Uh, now let's talk about. You know, let's move on to guilty pleasures. Spencer, did you have a guilty pleasure this season? I do have a guilty pleasure this year, uh, this season, and well, t- technically this year, um, and it is uh, Endo and Kobayashi live. The latest on Sundari Villainess Lisa Let. That's. Uh, the- such a long ass title. Such a long ass title. It's even longer in Japanese. Uh, I love this this show. I mean, I don't know when I became the guy who just likes villainess of anime, but uh, probably when my life as a villainess came out. Yeah, and I saw Katarina f- for the first time and went, "Yeah, that's that's her. That's the girl." Um, but. 
it's just it also brings back a, a lot of like what we all do which is just like having like a commentary track when you're playing a video game and you know just all that like shit where you're just like ah yeah something dumb happens you're just like oh yeah brilliant good job stupid why what hey the person's obviously going to fucking betray you why don't you just kill them now like and that and they just made that into an anime and it was actually really funny um and very wholesome and very cute and they teach a medieval otome man what the word sendere means and i mean if 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 that's not peak entertainment i don't know what is <clears throat> if that's not peak i don't know what is uh josh did, i don't know if i don't think you had a guilty pleasure since you watched two yeah, I mean, does like the Nah, Bullfury isn't a guilty pleasure because the show's just too good. Yeah, and Angel isn't either, as someone who's seen it. So, jo- Shane, did you have a guilty pleasure this season? I'm going to continue my uh, track record of viewing guilty pleasure as not a bad thing. So, my pick is High Card. This is also mine, because I think that this is a perfect choice for a Guilty Pleasure oh, show. Oh, fuck. I forgot about... <laughs> Listen. High Card. Because, because I finished High Card, so it's no longer in, like, my, like, anime list. It's in the completed folder. So I just didn't realize... Yeah, so no, he just completely forgot that he watched it, because it's not <laughs> listed on his mail. No, it is. Uh, I'm just It's not idiot. listed in his, like, bookmarks. Yeah, so I listed So he in completely forgot that he watched this. That's- <laughs> Correct. Hey, I forgot that I I watched uh, Yu Yu Hakusho because it's no longer in the bookmark. So you know, but no. Okay, yeah, no, totally. It's fucking high card. High card. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I picked I picked high card not because it's bad. It fucking rips, but it's stupid as hell. The dumbest shit imaginable, and that's why it rules. It mm-hmm. it rips. It kind the show kind of rips. Um. Uh, you know a show is good when in the first episode you meet a dude that turns people into marbles and then launches those, like, fucking marbles at, like, a, vo- a fucking sound velocity? Are you guys uh, done, by the way? Have you, yes. have you guys finished? I have game? finished. Um, I, it I, think ends, I, have like, well, I think I have, like, one episode left. It okay. ends on a cliffhanger. It's not done. So, um, it ends on, on a part two, which they, they straight up state it's in production. Part two is in production. Yeah, there's, yeah but, it, this is very clearly a split all i'm gonna say to you shane for the last episode is solid gold ramp mid-air revolver shot into a ferris wheel i can actually kind of perfectly picture that in my head so that's how you know it's good that's how you know yeah yeah this show rules this show is rules. I will. I think the. I think the thing that's making me call it a guilty pleasure is that when you actually break down the mechanics of its story and how a lot of the cards work, none of it kind of. None of it really makes any sense. Um, uh, no. But at the same time, I don't care because the ro- because it's so much fun and I and I like all the different powers. The animation is fucking great. It's wonder. It's really well storyboarded. It's just a blast of a time, and if you like, um, and if you like uh, movies like Kingsman or John Wick, you'll love High Card. Uh, also, the OP and ED whip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the OP is actually fantastic. One of my favorites of the season. So yeah, it's easily High Card. Now, does anyone have now? Because now, does anyone have a worst of the season before I move on? Not really. Not you, Spencer. Nope. 
Shane. Oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah, I oh, do, what's, buddy. What's your worst of the season? Because I'm very curious. Have any of you heard of a show called My Life as Inukai San's Dog? You oh. watched that? <laughs> you fucking watched that? Morbid curiosity got the best oh, of me, my shame. guy. How many, how many episodes? Okay, for context, how many episodes did you watch? Oh, Shane. Like five. Okay, did you at least watch it uncensored? Yeah. Okay, okay then. You know what? I, you know what? That's, Respect. <laughs> I mean, okay. Oh, no, no. Keep. You're still a degenerate, mm-hmm, but you're mm-hmm. a respectful de- de- degenerate. Thank I can you. look at your degeneracy and go, I could understand that. I sailed the, I sailed the high seas for that one, buddy. Because okay. if you're, oh, okay. oh, God, yeah, dude. If, okay, Shane, if you're Shane please, explain, shit, please explain to the mm. wonderful audience listening at home what Inusan's dog is about. Uh, TLDR, uh, horny high school kid gets reincarnated as a dog. Sim. And his owner is one of his classmates. Do I have to say any more? I think the she's a simp. I think she's a the fan simp. of dogs. <laughs> this simp. is literally simp the show. The um, guy who got turned into a dog. I will. The I will simp. say. I. I the kind dog. of. Appre- I kind of appreciate this show for like knowing like that. This is this is basically like yeah. We are literally the most degenerate thing on the planet. What the fuck? Are oh, you gonna it do knows a hundred percent what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I also love how like ninety five percent of the show is shown from POV from the dog. So exactly, so it knows that's, what yeah, it's doing. That's how you get those panty shots in a uh, uh, more natural setting. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. it's mm. it, it's much more believable. It's much more. <laughs> you know, organic. you know, as opposed to the unbelievable, um, and uh, as opposed to the unbelievable panty shots. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the, yeah. the, the, the real but, 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 yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. I actually think there was a couple of show the kind of a couple of actually pretty big stinkers this season, honestly. Uh uh outside of that outside of that, which I didn't watch, it didn't count. Uh I could have put Onimai here, but I didn't watch that either. Um I didn't watch that either. Oh, Thank I fuck. straight up refused to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I am not bob I'm not bothering that. I could have put giant beasts of ours, mainly for the fact that it's boring as sin. Um, I could have put the Fire Hunter for being actually kind of disappointing because it starts strong but gets kind of ass by the well, end of it. Because I, 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 it got, I, I, I it got really it. dumb, dude. It got really I still have to dumb. I it, and I'm just like, oh. It, it got really dumb, and like the animation got bad. Um, it well, it, it looks butt ugly, dude. It looks well. really. Mamoru Oshi, what happened? Um. Uh, I could, I, I, I could have, I could have gone, I, I could have gone with either, either of those. But man, the, the man, I'm, 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 I have to go with my gut, and this was the one I called would be my worst of the season when, uh, the season started up, and I was right. Uh, and that's Technoroid Overmind. Uh, the worst male idol show I have seen in a very long time. Uh, if you, uh, the, the, if you want a good. It, it, uh, uh, if you want a too a too long didn't read bad explanation of the show, it's about a group of four androids who become idols because they want because they can't pay their electrical bill. Uh, that is that mm. is actually what this is about. Mm. Um, and also features a scene where a robot drops uh its human 
uh, you know, it's human slave into a vo- into a vat of magma. Uh, this is no, this is a real show. Is that magma that exists. from Doctor Stone? <laughs> this is a real show that exists. Uh, it looks like ass, and somehow was made by Dogakobo. Um, it's it man, is like 50/50, yeah it's such a bizarre experience i kind of recommend you guys watch like the first episode at least because it is kind of nuts in it's bizarre and it's like in all of its bizarre glory it's clearly trying to go for like a zombie land soccer kind of vibe where it's like kind of making fun of an idol show but also being like an actual idol show. But imagine if Zombieland Saga was A not funny, B not interesting, and C the songs were bad. Ooh. That's a So stripping everything that that show had going for it Rex. pretty much. So, yeah, easily that's easily my pick. Uh yeah, that's easily my pick for the worst of the season, honestly. Uh there were there's definitely some stinkers this season though. I did stinkers some season this though. I I, 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 because I, I've heard that other shows this season were bad. I, I, I like, I've heard things about their, the, uh, the Trail of Cold Steel anime that aired this season. I've heard that that's like actual dog shit. Like, it's actually really bad. But I haven't, but I have not played the Trails games. So I cannot, I didn't watch it, uh, because I don't, because I don't want, because I'm going to have zero context. For anything that happens in that, but let's move on to best of the season. Spencer, what was you think? What what is your best of season? Oh, it's it. I wonder. Fucking Trigun Stampede. Trigun. This, is that your best of season too? Yes. Well, it's not mine, but it's close. <laughs> like, like, dude, fucking. It should show you how good the base story of Trigun is, and how like Nightow is a genuinely fucking masterful writer. When this is the third time, like the third story in the Trigun universe, and it mm-hmm. still feels different enough that I wouldn't even call this like a reboot. Like this is the most ge- the most genuinely terrified I have been of of a villain in like years. Millions Knives is a fucking terrifying force of nature in this show. Like, legitimately insane. But also, it gives us a lot of really interesting backstory on some of the characters that we didn't really get to hear a lot about in the original, like the Doctor. Um, and the other small changes that they've made with, like, with, uh, with like Vash and Meryl and Roberto De Niro, Del Nero um, uh, and um, Wolfwood, Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Um, and, and then characters will show up that, that you're like, oh my god, this guy's coming back, okay. And then they'll like disappear, and you're just like, oh, you this think is Nicholas something D. Wolf- different. Do you think Nicholas D. Wolfwood knows of the Will of D? Yes. Uh, I mean, probably. Man nice. is, uh... He, he would also kiss Vash on his soft, supple lips. Yes, he would. Shane, talk about Trigon. I mean, you've already had I mean, but like, talk about it a little more. Is there Needle anything noggin. really to say about Trigun? I mean, it's easily the best show I watch this season. It's my front runner for anime, anime of the year right now. And it, it's for multiple reasons. It's because of its respect for the source material, the fact that it's 
doing something new with Trigun, but also, you know, adhering to its roots, it still feels like Trigun, even though this is like a new rendition of it. Um, mm-hmm. it the story is great. The writing, it's been spectacular. And it is the new standard for 3D animation, which, I mean, Orange is no newcomer to. They do that literally every new show they put out. But yeah, you remember Beastars? <laughs> this blows that out of the fucking water, bro. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Josh, what's your best of the season? The angel next door spoils me rotten. No love for Bofuri, huh? <clears throat> Bofuri is good, because like it's Bofuri, but holy fuck, man. He, was, he liked the angel. I love me a good romance, and this is the most purest of pure, wholesomest of wholesomest, sweetest of sweetest romance I've watched in a while. Mm-hmm. It's its writing was very well done. Its pacing felt very smart. It was animated actually pretty well. The voice acting was incredible. Dude, the, the main character, the angel or Mahiru, she's fucking gorgeous. She is so fucking pretty. Like, goddamn, she is just like Amelia levels of how much I love her right now. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And you know what I like about a romance? Is when it ends, the couple is actually together. Yes. Yes. I love that. Thank you, show, for ending it. I hope it gets a second season, because I'm sure there's still a lot more they can do. But, like, thank you for at least ending Mm. it with them getting together as a couple. Yes. Uh, Such a good show. Yeah, there's a couple of shows this season. This is an interesting season because I mentioned that it's kind of a mixed bag of the season, but there was a but the strong stuff was actually really strong this season. Because uh, obviously, you guys have mentioned Trigun, which is my runner up. Uh, runner up. I also thought Bungo was particularly strong this season. Uh, this was a really, really good season for Bungo. You're at the good and, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it's the good. It's the good shit. I also really liked uh, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale this season, and I also really liked Buddy Daddies, which if you've not seen, highly recommend that. Probably P- my fa- pa- up there uh, between between this and Ma- Akiba Made War. PA Works is kind of on fire at the moment. Um, uh, however, my favorite of the season. It should be fucking obvious uh, to anybody if you if you know me. Um, and it's without a doubt what it without a doubt might actually end up being my anime of the year if it continues this quality. And that's Vinland Saga. Uh, <sighs> Shay, so Shay, you've you've been watching Vinland Saga, I'm guessing, right? I Shane have. Farmland. Um, my God, this seat. I, I've, oh. I've been hyping this season, this arc up for a while. Um, does it hold does it live up to those expectations of just being the best character piece you've ever seen in a while? Like, it is phenomenal shit, right? I I think once this season is completely wrapped up, it's Vinland is going to go down as one of the best pieces of fiction in history, period. And this is going to go down as one of the best adaptations of all time. It's just <laughs> masterful stuff. I do, don't you don't you love it how this season's entire ethos is taking the first season and deconstructing it deconstructing its depiction of violence deconstructing the depiction of the 
Vikings by reversing the roles, reversing everything you thought about them. Suddenly, you're suddenly you're now in a position where the where every time a Viking shows up, it's oh shit, it's a Viking. Fuck. Um and whenever violence happens, unlike in the last season, where the the brief bursts of violence that we did get were exciting and fast paced and stuff like the seat like the like everyone said <coughs> in the first season that scene where thorfinn jumps the wall and like fucking shanks like five dudes um which yeah that scene's badass as hell but or whenever the violence happens guy. yeah yeah but then when this scene happens but when the violence happens in this season it's uh not pretty um it is not fun it is shot it is shocking it's brutal it's fat it's fast and it lingers on it and it makes you feel very uncomfortable. And it's a slow, it's a slow burn season with a lot of strong character development, but it's also masterfully done. The storyboarding is excellent. And it's just a fantastic story. It's just this it, I I it is very rare for a show where like 20 minutes will go by and not a lot happens, but I am just so fucking engrossed and I want like more immediately. It is it is, it is the closest thing I think anime has come to to like a pure fucking just mood piece in a while. And if you have not seen Vin, the second season of Vinland, please do it. Please, please, please do it. And it's still going to go into the second se- second core where Survive the Said the Prophet will return with a the banner kings of an are returning. <laughs> the I, kings I are swear- returning. And it's going to get even better, too. Did you see the PV for the next core? Of like, course I fucking did. I've had it on repeat for the song alone, but oh my god. <laughs> like, holy, yeah, fucking, fucking, fucking hell. Dude, it's so good. Ah! I fucking exactly. love Vinland so much. Vinland's like exactly. one of my... I Vin- now have to uh, finish season which, one. Which you should have in the first place. Yeah, but, dude, everything keeps on coming up, so I just... It got pushed and pushed, but... Yeah. I wonder what you, I, wonder what you gotta do when you need help to finish it. What? Oscalad. Askelad. Rip. Rip Bozos, my pack watch. The um, I love, I fucking, fucking, and yeah, oh, and oh, and oh, and this season, uh, and oh, and this season has quickly turned Thorfinn into maybe m- one of my favorite anime protagonists ever. Greatest uh, character is, ever written. He is, he's like, he's so good. I love Thorfinn so much. Such a, such a, such a layered, fascinating three dimensional character. I it's like, what, oh my god! Like realistically, what would happen if your entire reason for living was completely torn away from you at a moment's notice? How would you react? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in an anime. I'm it in just, real life. It takes place right after. The no. 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 I, I'm not gonna. I'm actually not going to spoil. Uh, stuff. Is, season two goes in the exact opposite direction. You're thinking. Um, it is mm. a very. It's a very interesting season. This is why I'm always saying that, like, a lot of... I'm shocked the anime onlys haven't dropped off, actually, because this is a fucking weird season. Is it Um, on what? Crunchy or high? Crunchy and Netflix. And it's got the weird, like, double license thing, so each company is doing their own individual dub of it. Here's the thing. Joke's on you. I'm just going to watch it subbed. I know, but I always have to bring it up because it's just fucking bizarre. It's bizarre and, like, unique. I've never seen this happen before. 
Like this is just, this is so weird. This is so weird. I watch it in Japanese anyways because uh, the Japanese actor for Thorfinn is like god tier. So, uh, uh, but, okay, but yeah, and with that, we're done with seasonal awards. We'll be back next time with a with the spring season, which is already looking to be relatively solid. Um, relatively solid. We got a bunch of sequels coming back. We got a bunch of sequels coming back. Uh, of course, uh, sequels coming back. We got Demon Slayer coming back. We got Doctor Stone coming back. We have Tony Ka- uh, uh, Tony Kaku coming back. We have Konosuba coming back. We have Mashal starting up. Uh, H and Mag is coming back. Hell's Paradise. Uh, Oshi no Ko, which I'm really excited about. Oh boy. Um, uh, Yamada Kun. Osama Ranking comes back. We have we have. Uh, uh, we got uh, Heavenly Delusion starting up, which I've heard good things about. Uh, and, uh, and we have a we have uh, we have quite a bit of we have quite a bit airing. Um, oh, and we have we have um, what is it? Uh, we have yeah, we got a new and of course we got a new PA Works original too. So uh, the prerequisite one, and also Eden Zero is coming back, but that got picked up by like a French company for licensing. So I don't know if we're ever gonna get that here. Yeah, also, well, uh, right wing, Matt. What? Also, Birdie Wing. Yeah, we have Birdie Wing. We have part two of Birdie Wing. How can you forget about yeah, the fucking goat? Birdie Wing? I forgot that's the coming goat. back. The go the 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 best show of all time. Uh, yeah, my lesbian golfers, they are back. My and better than ever. Video duels with golfing and maybe will, some... will they defeat the Yakuza this time? Oh, hundred percent. The, the Yakuza guy is gonna get beamed by a golf ball, and um, get annihilated. And then Eve is just gonna smile, and then Eve's like sister friend is gonna be building gunpla in the background. Yes, yes, I love. But in fucking, uh, I like I love Birdie Wing so much. <laughs> Great show, Great. incredibly dumb. No, me amazing show, amazing yeah. show. Uh, if anyone, uh, I don't know if anyone has stuff to talk about. Uh, for Simul Pubs, but this is would be the time to do it. So we just One Piece crazy good this week. Yes, One Piece is crazy good. Um, so, uh, sh- uh, kid, um, kid. Oh, sorry, but our uh, Rip Bozo. Yeah, Rip and uh, Bozo. Uh, ye shall be missed. Um, you are gone. Goodbye. Um, I love how Shanks just kind of annihilated them like immediately. That was like because like he he had future says like okay this kid he's dangerous I gotta stop him. Point two seconds later, Shink (laughs) rip ripperoni in pasta. Oh, Uh, I just saw the panel. Yeah, he gets Uh, just obliterated, like annihilated. I said, I don't know what what fucking divine departure is but it's a roger move oh uh uh yeah shanks is literally like okay shanks is so i i, I don't think shanks has the devil fruit i just think he's that not, he's, he's like just, he's, just, he's that just that built he's built different literally <laughs> that man literally just there's gonna be nothing left of that entire crew he literally fucking snapped kid out of existence but no, fu- you know, kid's gone, annihilated, reduced to Adam. It's been fun, Eustace Captain Kid. Yeah, fuck okay. it. But yeah, uh, One Piece was crazy good. Um, 
Uh, One Piece was crazy good. Again, out honestly, outside of the kids stuff, uh, it was it's it's mostly just standard table setting. I'll say that uh, they they are prepping stuff. They are prepping, and uh, Oda is cooking. That's all I know. Uh, Let the man cook. Also, Bla- I, he, also have- Blackbeard's going to Egghead. Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh oh. <laughs> Lol. Well, to be fair, they're also leaving Egghead, so maybe he'll get the Egghead like after. Or he'll show up just in time to stop them from escaping. Who knows? And then it's Luffy versus Blackbeard. It's Luffy versus Blackbeard, and also the Marines are coming with Kizaru, and also CP0's there, and also Mm -hmm. all of the pacifists. What if Akinu shows up and we get Akinu versus Luffy versus Blackbeard? And then the manga is over. That's yeah. Well, that's literally would be end game fight because that's literally the big bads versus Luffy. So like. And then all of Luffy's friends show. Well, then when they have to find the One Piece, and then according to Oda, when they find the One Piece, there's still like another like ar- a big arc after, like a war arc after that. This Guys, isn't even the war arc. We're not in the war. This this Five man is. Ass. I say <laughs> this man is just gonna. The VA for Luffy is going to die before One Piece is finished. I'm gonna boy. die before One Piece is finished. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. come before okay. One Piece is finished. Well, that's, mm. that's, I mean, I mean, that's gonna be easy. There you go. That's, a, that's literally a good. Yeah, see, Shane just did it. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, Josh, you have anything to talk about for part for for, for, for manga? Let's see. Um, Let me guess. Nagatoro. Nagatoro, uh, Kone, good, good Nagatoro. Uh, Nagatoro Darling. Good, good Nagatoro. Call of Comey, the Night. Good, good Comey. Comey, good. Uh, dress Up Darling, good. good. Dress Up Darling. The uh, same rent, stuff. Uh, rent a Girlfriend. I don't think he's reading that anymore. I am. Why? Stop reading it! I can't stop, Matt! I have to see it through! Matt, do you it's know that the definition end. of insanity is repeating is the repeat- same thing over and over, expecting different results? That's reading Rent-A-Girlfriend. Matt, I have to see it through at this point. I am too far We're- gone. I am too stuck Contract- Contractually obligated, if he stops reading at any point, the cops show up at his house and arrest him. Yeah. It's a it 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 is in his it is in his contract. He must read the new chapter of Rent a Girlfriend every week until the end of time. Because True. that's because because I'm pretty sure that's a manga that is literally designed to last until the end of time from from its structure. Yep. Unless he plans to end it, which he's not going to. I don't. It doesn't seem makes like too much money. Makes way too much money. You know, yeah, he makes. He makes a lot. Probably, he probably makes like a baffle amount of money. Dude's making bank. I can't be mad at getting the bag, frankly. I mean, it's uh, understandable. I can't I mean, be but mad also, at No, I know. I can't even say write a better story because he's just writing the story that makes him money. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's literally getting the bag. I can't be mad. Yeah. I literally cannot be mad at uh, someone getting the bag because I too am on the constant search for the bag. Uh, 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 Spencer, anything you want to talk about for for Chainsaw Man? Chainsaw Man. Uh, yo, Chainsaw Man, good. The Falling Devil kind of rules. He does, and it's Buckwild. And 
it to- it totally makes sense that like it would be like a primeval fear like since the dawn of man people have feared falling like falling off of cliffs you know just so like the power but the, also the fact that it's just a chef rip the cat rip the cat yeah. and also that this was a really good chapter for like asa and being like, wow, Asa's really sad, but also I kind of get where she's coming from. Like, there's, like, some narrative parallels between her right now and Denji. Because, um, you know, Asa is a person who constantly feels uh, who constantly feels alone, but also wants intimate contact. Like, she wants, physical, she wants people near her. Reminds uh, me of Denji in part one. Yeah, exactly. And how Asa... Uh, tries her best, but every time that she lets somebody in closer, they she she knows she ends up messing it up, just like Denji in part one. Um, basically, Fujimoto is a god, and if he tells me to read gay porn, I'm gonna read gay porn. You should read gay porn while doing backflips. Oh, Shane, 100%. I'm, I'm already doing that. Holy shit! <laughs> it's true. I'm just holding the microphone while I'm hit, cut, cutting backflips. Damn, crazy how there's no interference in there. That's it's just because I'm that good. He has he has that much control over his aerodynamics that there's no mm-hmm. interference coming through the mic. Yeah, as he's I don't spinning. really I don't really have a lot to talk about from manga manga wise. Um, I don't really I don't have anything other than uh the MHA movies are officially canon. That's all I have to say. Um, but other than that, I saw my girl hey. Melissa. I saw her Melissa. Hey, where was she? Because I read the chapter and I did not see her. They are at the end. Here, I'll I, I'll. I'll find it and send it to you. In they are, they are there. The movie. Just, they are canon. The movies are canon. It is. Official. I saw the two. I saw the two kids. Yeah, but uh, I will find uh, Rody and, and will Melissa. Send it to you. Rody and Melissa are both there. Rody the goat. The goat? yeah. Rody the goat is canon. Hell yeah. But yeah, they are. That uh, that is all. I ha- that is all I have to say. <laughs> I am glad they are canon. Uh, we will probably never see them again. Never mind. I see her. Yep, there she is. Now, where's Rhodey, though? Because Rhodey was from the third one, right? Yes. Rody, yeah, Rhodey the goat. Rhodey the goat. Yeah, I don't see Rhodey there. I see, I because I see the two kids. I see Melissa. Yeah, I actually don't see Rhodey either. You see his family there, too. <clears throat> They're there. Huh. Oh, well. Oh, that's yeah. a matter anyways. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's move on, because we have a metric fuck ton of news. So let's move on to that. It's been, it was a busy week. So let's just jump right into it. We'll save all the anime Japan stuff for last, because uh, that's where the majority of stuff is. So let's just cover the stuff that isn't anime Japan <sighs> first. So let's talk about solo leveling the official twitter account for the anime adaptation of writer chugant and the late artist dubus um solo leveling manhwa revealed a teaser promotional video and first key visual on tuesday uh and they revealed that the anime will premiere next winter Crunchyroll announced the series anime adaptation anime expo industry panel almost a year ago um in july of 2022 
Uh, Shunsuke Nagashige, who is the director of Mother at the Goddess's Dormitory, is directing the anime series at A1 Pictures, with head with the lead head writer being Noboru Kimura, who previously worked on Gundam Build Divers. Uh, other people involved are character designer Tomoko Sudo, who worked on Alice in Borderland and Fragtime, and composer Hiroyuki Sawano, who needs no introduction. That's uh, not... Was extremely... What? Just... That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing to put for the director. His mother at Goddess's dormitory. Do you remember uh, which no, one uh, that was, Matt? I don't. I isn't isn't that like a weirdo one? That was uh, the one with like the eleven-year-old that gets taken into a dormitory with a bunch of overly horny. Oh, it's me. that one. Well, it's the only thing he's directed. He's been on other stuff, though. He was a lead storyboard guy on fucking ReZero. He did the Rem episode for season there one. There you go. Go with that. He did Don't that. Like, that was him. So, shit. like, he's done good stuff. And he's work. He's been. He's worked on. He's been working on. He. He's been with A One for years. He was a key. He was a fucking key animator on Chainsaw Man as well. He worked on episodes five and six. I forget which ones those were. But I think that I think that was the fucking time devil guy thing, the time the loop guy. Um, Eternity devil, you mean? Yeah, the Eternity devil. I think it was Eternity devil. So I think he worked on that stuff. Uh, so, but um, so they did they they did release a trailer for it that showed off some of the animation in it. Uh, it looks really good. Uh, and I think uh, it looks really good. Does anyone else have anything to say about solo leveling? All I know is that it's like the most popular manhwa out there right now, so I'm excited to see how the adaptation's gonna go. Mm-hmm. You watched the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, looks, looks, yeah, it looks it looks as someone who hasn't read the manhwa, so don't crucify me. Uh it looks pretty generic, all things considered. At mm-hmm. least based on what they showed in the trailer. But of course that can obviously change given the full show. Yeah. Um uh, and it's and and to be fair, I think the premise is also a little bit uh, not really that is also kind of uh, generic because uh, it is it uh, it's a it kind of generic because it's basically like yo, there's these things that are called gates that show up, and there are people that can use powers, and they're called hunters, and they conquer dungeons in the gates, and then there's this guy who is the weakest hunter of all of mankind, but then he gets fucking killed and then a quest appears in front of him and then he starts leveling up while everyone else is not leveling up anymore so now he's the so now he's getting he he goes from the weakest to the strongest and i'm like this sounds like a power fantasy isekai in a lot of ways um uh, but i've heard good things about the story itself and i heard good things about the art specifically yeah apparently Um, the mom was like banger yeah so, but I'm looking forward to it. It will premiere in, you know, it, pre- it premieres in January of 2024. So we still got a while to go uh, before it starts. And it's A1. So it will probably uh, get five episodes in before it gets inevitably uh, fucking shut down for COVID related concerns. Um, so let's move on to our next piece of anime news. And that's about Akira Toriyama's Sandland. If you remember this, this was a. Uh, if you remember what Sandland is, Sandland is a short manga series that aired, that came out all the way back in 2000. It was a small little prod side project from Toriyama. Well, it's coming back because, uh, fucking they're, 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 cause they're mad lads and 
And they have announced a bunch of things about it, so let's read on. The teaser website for the Sandland Project announced on Wednesday that Akira Toriyama's Sandland manga is getting an anime film adaptation that will open in theaters this year in Japan on August 18th. It will be a three-way co-production between Sunrise, Kamikaze, Doga, and Anima. Uh, They also revealed a bunch of character designs for... The webs uh, they revealed a bunch of character designs. From what I understand, this is going to be a like a this is going to be a Dragon Ball Super superhero style, um, 3D CG but like 2D animation styled thing. Yeah, I, I mean, a trailer um, came out for it a while ago. Yeah, and it looked really fucking good. But now we know that it's going to be a movie, and it comes out in late August. It comes out in like mid August. Uh. Uh, mid-August, where it will inevitably get slaughtered um, because the new Hayao Miyazaki movie comes out a couple weeks before it, so rip Sandland. It's over. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely over. But I'm excited for this because it's Akira Toriyama, and I'm sure Shane is as well. Because absolutely. Akira like, anything with Toriyama's name on it, I will watch. So you would... Yeah, so like, like, like Dragon Quest. Yeah, and Dragon Quest yeah. World. Have you played Blue Dragon? Yes, I have actually. I have it on my Xbox. Oh, wow, you're one of like four people myself. Sorry, I'm worked on it. Dragon. That's why he played it. Yeah, I know he was character designer. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everyone looks like Goku. Exactly. Because Toriyama knows how to draw one. <laughs> he knows how to draw Goku. One. Uh, he knows how to draw Goku and people that kind of look like Goku yeah. but are still Goku. Yeah. Speaking of shows that are coming out in the winter season of next year, Fuji TV announced on Wednesday that the new anime titled Metallic Rouge will debut on Fuji TV's Plus Ultra Block in January 2024. The anime staffs unveiled a teaser promotional video and visual. This is a brand new show. This is a brand new original from Bones, Studio Bones. So immediately, obviously, that's worth checking out because, you know, nothing. Uh, uh, let, uh, is Bones the best set of originals? Maybe. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, um, it has been described as a tech... It has been described as a techno-thriller neo-noir. Um, and it is an an- and it takes place in a world where androids and humans coexist. The story follows Rouge, an android girl who is on a mission to Mars with her partner Naomi, and and the and said mission is to murder nine artificial humans who are hostile to the government. This is literally just the plot of Blade Runner, <laughs> but at the same time, the plot Blade Runner is fucking great. Um, Motonu, uh, Motonubu Hori is the is the director of the anime at Bones, and he was previous and and he was previously uh, the co and he was previously the co director on Carol and Tuesday with Watanabe. So if you remember that, uh, expect that kind of level of direction here. Uh, meanwhile, but however, I think the more interesting. Uh, the more interesting of note is who is the chief director on the series, the overseer, as well as the writer, which is Yutaka Izubuchi, who is a mecha and sci-fi veteran. He was previously the pant labor mecha designer. Uh, he worked on Star Blazers 2199, and he was the writer-director of one of the most acclaimed mecha shows of the 2000s, Raceathon. 
which if you've not seen it, I is I highly recommend because it is one of the shows that put Bones back on the map in the early 2000s prior to FMA. Uh, Toz, uh, it, uh, uh, prior to FMA. Uh, Tozino, uh, and Tozinozo Nomoto, who also worked on Macross, is also on this as well. They also have, and other other people involved in this include Toshihiro Kawamoto, who previously worked on Cowboy Bebop as a character designer. They are working as a character designer on this. And our musical composer is Taisei Iwasaki, who has worked with Mamoru Hosoda on both Wolf Children and Bell. Uh, so Dee is going to be working on this as well. Um, so has that, ha, who has seen the trailer for this? Um, I have seen it, yes. I have. It look, looks really good, actually. Looks this looks real solid. Fucking fantastic. Uh, uh, it's nice to see an original look this fucking bold and interesting in a while. I haven't. It, it's like a weird, like, fucking... I li- it's like a cyberpunk mecha, and that's dope as fuck to me. It's like a, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a weird mecha thing, and I like that. It looks really it's like cool. A cyberpunk mecha, but with like a scotch of like Toku influence in there, because mm-hmm. like some of the mechs look very Toku inspired. Yeah. Um, so like, it looks dope. I mean, I'm all for or, or original anime because it it allows the team to have like a vision from the start. Just yeah. go make your own. Yeah. Movie. And it's got a solid staff working on it, including I'm I'm excited the fact that Izubuchi is working on this. I think that's the big draw because uh, because I'm a, I loved fucking Raceafon. I think Raceafon is phenomenal and heavily underseen. I think more people need to watch it. Uh, the way I describe it is like it, if it, it's basically it's got it, it's like what if Ava was uh, fucking Buddhist and not Catholic? Oh, okay. Um, uh, Shane, did you watch the trailer for Metallic Rouge? I did. What did you think of it? It looks fairly good. But then again, I given their track record with originals in the last <laughs> few years, I trust whatever Bones does at this point. Mm. Like Carolyn Tuesday, Skate the Infinity. Beautiful. Incredible. Yeah, especially, shows. Since, especially since this is the director of uh, Carolyn Tuesday, the, the co-director of Carolyn Tuesday. Yeah, that's what's got me interested because as someone who watched all of Carolyn Tuesday. That show's mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, makes got me excited sol- for this. Yeah, and the fact, and yeah, so and and it's got uh, e- even if the premise is literally just the plot of Blade Runner, like it is, it, it it's, a, it's the plot Blade of Runner Blade rules. Runner. Yeah, it, it's the plot of Blade Runner. If it also like was Total Recall because it takes place on Mars, uh, but that's not a bad thing because I love both. <laughs> I love both of those movies. So I and and it's got like and again it's got like that Toku influence and it's got also like that simple gear style of mecha where mm-hmm. like it's like they're kind of grafted to their skin. Planet With had the same thing too, and I fucking like that in Planet With. So uh, we need more shit like that. Uh, what we don't need shit of is the thing we're about to talk about, which is: Did you guys know that they're doing a live action Saint Seiya thing? That's coming out. I feel like I did, but I it was like buried deep within my subconscious. Yeah. So uh, this thing has been in production for a while. Uh, this thing has been in production for a while. Uh, and uh, from what I, uh, from what I understand is that uh, no, from what I understand, uh, this show, this movie has kind of been it's it's been in secret. Was it basically filmed kind of in secret? Um, 
Uh, and it is a bizarre... It is a not an English... For one, I think it's important to note that this film is not a Hollywood production, nor is it an American production. It is technically a Japanese film. It is a, it is a Japanese film that stars a multicultural cast of like of like American actors, Japanese actors and European actors and is directed by a Polish guy and also has Brazilian funding. Um so this is a mishmash of a bunch of different shit and they released a trailer and and they released a trailer for it. A Polish animator and special effects creator Tomasz B- uh, Baginski is directing the film of uh, no, uh, no, directing the film for Sony, which is co- which is working with Toei to distribute it. He previously was a director on the Netflix adaptation of The Witcher, uh, Witcher, and Andy Chen, who previously worked on Sanchi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, is working as a fight coordinator on it. And the writer and our writer, our writers are Josh Campbell and Matt Stukin, who previously worked on Ten Cloverfield. Lane. The film stars Mackinu, who is pre Mackinu, who by the way is starring as Zorro in the upcoming live-action One Piece as our lead character. It also includes Sean, no, no, uh, no, Sean Bean is part of the cast. Sean Bean is part of the cast. Famke Jensen, Diego Tonico, and Mark Dacascos uh, as part as the rest of the cast. They released the trailer. Shane, did you watch the trailer? Because I have some lots of thoughts on this. Looks bad. <laughs> Like that's it. Looks bad. It it, it does look bad. And it it, look, it, I, I, I know nothing about Saint Seiya either, too. So like, it sucks because from what I've seen of Saint Seiya, Saint Seiya can be so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it. Why does it look? Why why does it look like? Why does it look so murky? Is the question. Because one of the things that, like, Saint Seiya is supposed to be, like, this super colorful thing. Mm-hmm. And this looks so, like, so murky. Fucking, like, it's shot like, it lo- like, it looks, it's shot as a film major, you can agree. This sh- this is shot like shit. Like, it, lo- it looks bad. <laughs> like, it just looks visually bad. Uh, Spencer, did you watch the trailer for this? Because. Oh, boy, did I. Ugh. There's only a couple of shots in this that looked cool, um, and I and all of it was CG. Yeah, I'm not the big like. Well, I've never actually seen all of Saint Seiya, um, mm-hmm. so I can't be you know that guy that's like, oh yes, I know all of, of Saint Seiya. Uh, but you know what? This didn't make me want to do watch Saint Seiya. Watch Saint Seiya <laughs> or Knights of the Zodiac, as it's known in English. Um, yeah, this just looks unnecessary is a word I would use. Uh, unwarranted is another one. And for a third word, uh, uh, garbage. Bad. Comes to mind. Yeah. Trash, tear, kakapupu, uh, lo- stinky, yuck, yeah, yuck. It, it does not look good at all. It looks pr- pretty, pretty poo-poo. Uh, uh, Barely poo-poo. Yeah, it, it 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 does, and you know what's really fucking weird. You know what's really fucking weird about this. So the whole okay. So the thing about Saint Seiya that makes it kind of interesting is the fact that it's like a team. Uh, this is not that like at all. Um, 
like uh like fucking like for example um uh fucking uh shun is not in this shiryu is not in this yoga is not in this um like most of the major cast is not in this like it's just saya and like that's it uh, it's which is so so bizarre, which makes it so bizarre. It's so bizarre, and no, it's, which is really just fucking bizarre. And the fact the fact of the matter is, is that I know why this was done. This movie was made for a budget of around sixty million dollars, and it's been in production since twenty sixteen. I have a feeling this was very clearly made as a way to keep the rights. <laughs> like this is definitely. One of those movies that was made. Okay, we can't get a movie out in time. Let's just do. This. Let's just get something out. Uh, and why? Why is Sean Bean in, in in this? As soon as you said Sean Bean, I was like, "What?" Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Bean. Like, like he's a fucking great actor. Why is he in this? Sean Connery. Paycheck. Paycheck. Probably paycheck. a paycheck. Yeah, paycheck. it is a hundred. Yeah, probably a pay. It, it, probably a paycheck. Yeah, you're right. Uh, really interesting. No, no. Uh, really interesting. By the way, to uh, no, uh, which the only thing interesting about the film is who they got to do the music for it. They got the uh, they actually got the original Saint Seiya composer back to do music for this, which I think is actually kind of cool. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, that is the the that that is the one. I that is the one that is the one thing about it. Is like okay, that's kind of a that's that's pretty neat. Other than that, uh, this is though this is an easy skip, and it comes out a week. After Guardians, and so you know, I'm, I'll just go see Guardians. I guess. What's cooler than that, though, man? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's cooler than that is putting fifty percent of your paycheck away into wealth, simply wealth. A good way to stop manage your stocks and finances: wealth, simple. Good money, money, yes. Not sponsored. Let's move on to let's <laughs> not not sponsored. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag, hashtag, not a lot. Let's move on to Bungo, because uh, we're getting a fifth. Se- yeah, because we're getting a fifth season earlier than expected. Uh, the staff of the anime, uh, based on Kafka, Asagiri's, and Sango Harakawa's Bungo Stray Dogs manga, announced on Wednesday that the anime will get a fifth season in July. Uh, the staff unveiled the first trailer for it. And uh, in visual by character designer, chief animator Nobuhiro Arai. Uh, so this is fucking early. Uh, why it, this is this is a really surprise. Like uh, this is really surprising. The fact that we're getting the season this quickly. Um, I think the last time this happened was with seasons one and two. If I could not be that's wrong. correct. They came out the same year. They came out approximately like a season apart. Hmm. So, uh, okay, Spencer, as someone who has read the manga, is there any reason they're doing this? Um, um so you've caught, so you finished the fourth season, right? Yes. Did they get to the casino? Yes. Are they past the casino? I don't think so. Okay, without getting into too much, because I don't want to spoil it for Shane, um... Are the hero's whereabouts currently? If you're wondering, it ends on chapter 70. Okay, okay, okay. Then in that case, yes, 100%. <laughs> Let me it just literally, the, the, the Sky Casino arc has just started. Okay. In that case, uh, yes, because 
So the Sky Casino is a very important arc. Um, specifically because of... So, okay, yes. We are getting to the Kamui re Revelation arc, which is directly before the arc that is currently happening, which is the Vampire Infection Outbreak arc. So you've met the hunting dogs then, Matt? Yes, we've met the hunting dogs. You've got to one of the first big twists. Yes. About the hunting dogs. Yes. And about the backstories of some of the characters. Um, yeah. So this is very much important that they split this up because the Kamui Revelation arc is a relatively it, it it's a longer arc, but it also covers a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Um, like this is basically your we're gonna get the gang back together arc, without giving too much away. So. 100% I can see why they would make this like a separate thing and just give it its own time to shine um, just because of the importance in Gravitas that especially the end of this arc has that that's that is what I will say yeah without giving too much away and to now and, uh, and it's very obvious given this announcement how it's coming so soon that this was going to be split core from the start because they did yeah. this at the start, seasons one and two, it was basically one season, split core, and now the same's happening mm -hmm. here. Now mm -hmm. now who now uh Shane, I want you to bet money. Um don't actually bet money if you don't want to, but no, thank you. you wanna do you wanna bet that uh that this season starts off with yet another flashback arc? They, they've done they've literally every done it time. every time since season two, so I can what, tell like, you Spencer, what Spencer, are, are there will any, they adapt? Are there any light novels left unadapted? There is, there is like a couple. There's like two. Okay, it's gonna happen. <laughs> but I don't know why they would adapt them. Do like, we really know why every other time? <laughs> okay, okay, well the first one the first one we needed that context for for di for fucking for Dazai. In the, I almost said Daigo. Um, Daigo Dojima? Daigo Dojima? No, I, I always said, but uh, Dazai for that season. We needed that context. And Rompo's a big player for this season, for this oh, past season. And you're not even ready for Which what is Rompo why does. they did that. Um, the Chuya one, we didn't need. That's Ch the one Ch we didn't Chuya's need. hat's the outlier. Chuya's hat is the outlier until you get. To, it actually has a lot more plot relevance than you think. Mm -hmm. The the completely non-canon um, but quasi-canon light novel about Shuya's hat actually has plot relevance. Mm -hmm. um, because there are certain abilities and things that are similar to the ability. As soon as that you show said ability, up. I was like, okay, I just say no more. I get it. I've seen Fungo. God. Bungo. Yeah, but Bungo, it's 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 Bungo being Bungo. Um, okay, you know how in anime chat, out of context, I just said there's a sword that can cut through time. <laughs> Does that have to do with Chuya for some reason? It 
it has to deal with the person that Chuya got his hat from. Oh, okay. That, that's all I need to know. Um, yes. Uh, but there's, yeah, there's like two or three light novels that they can choose from. I mean, they're 100% going to, because that's just how they do things. But th- I think there's one about the Doctor that's pretty good that I remember reading. Um, and then there's the, like, alternate universe one but that's they're not doing they, that one they're not gonna do beast no beast would would be a, a season of itself they have done that. a movie on that they did a live action movie for it that would oh, was actually pretty good on it that i heard was actually pretty good um oh yeah but, beast is great but, yeah but let's move on to a piece of news that's kind of anime ish um uh but i'm just bringing it up because i want to be nice to shane for once um <gasps> oh. Let's uh, talk. Let's talk about Scott Pilgrim, because uh, uh, ne- Netflix confirmed on Thursday that it, Universal Studio Groups, Universal Content Productions, and Science Saru are developing an anime series of Brian Lee O'Malley Scott Pilgrim graphic novel series. The company announced that the cast from the 2010 live-action Scott Pilgrim versus the World film adaptation are returning for the anime. Um, who's coming? And which who's coming back? Literally everybody: um, Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Kieran Culkin, uh, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Literally Brandon Routh, all, Jesus, what, all the entire cast all is back. Uh, you know, is in, is back for this. Um, my, o- O'Malley is head writer on the project and serving as executive producer with Ben David Grabinski, uh, who is the also the showrunner of the new Are You Afraid of the Dark series. Japan Science Saru is animating the project. Obviously, you best know them for Devilman Crybaby, Keep Your Hands Off Isaac and a bunch of other stuff. And with its CEO Yuyon Choi as producer and Abel Gongara as director. Abel Gongara has previously worked on a multitude of different uh, stuff for Science Saru, including uh, being a key animator on Devilman Crybaby, Devilman Crybaby, a a uh, no, a uh, the and the guy, the the head of digital animation uh, for Isaacan, as well as the guy who directed the OP to Isaacan. Um, oh, uh, that's that's easy, easy. Uh, and he made his he recently made his directorial debut with Star Wars Visions a little bit ago with the short 20B1, which if you've seen, it's about oh, a little robot. It's about a little robot uh, a boy who gets a lightsaber and becomes a Jedi, uh, basically Pinocchio in Star Wars. Uh, it was really cute and but go- it was really cute. But the obviously the animation was the highlight of that one. It was absolutely gorgeous. To look at um uh edgar wright the director and co-writer of the 2010 live action film is an executive producer which means literally could mean literally anything um obviously if you know what scott pilgrim is about i'm pretty i'm gonna assume everyone who's listening to this knows what scott pilgrim is about so i'm not gonna repeat it here uh, uh do you know where scott is i think yeah. he just left. yeah um he just yeah, he left just... <laughs> The is best. that still one of the greatest sight gags That's, in history? It's genuinely. 100% it is. That and oh, in, in fucking Hot Fuzz, 
those two detectives that like walk off screen and then just the poke frame his head back. Or, the, or the picture of uh fucking Timothy Dalton smiling next to the picture of Timothy Dalton <laughs> yep. smiling. Yep. Um I love fucking I love Edgar Wright. But I'll, but but yeah, obviously I'm very excited for all of the uh I'm very excited for this. The fact that they got the cast back is obviously the big draw here. And and now obvious and a lot of these and a lot of these actors are a lot more expensive now because i think people forget that a lot of these actors when they were in scott pilgrim weren't as well known as they are now like obviously crazy chris evans and brie larson are huge names now um huge names now anna kendrick is a bigger name avi Foss is a bigger name uh kieran Co- even kieran Culkin's a bigger name because he's in fucking secession he plays roman in that uh uh, and if you have not seen Succession, what the fuck are you doing? Please watch Succession. It's really good. Uh, but uh, but I'm very excited. For, I'm very excited for this. I've seen some people pissy that they're bringing back the movie cast because for some reason there's people who don't like the movie. Most of them are comics readers, and I get it. They changed a lot. Uh, I get it. They changed. But also, I think it's kind of wild that this is even happening. Frankly. Uh, and Netflix money, baby. And Netflix money. Is this the most expensive anime cast of all time? A hundred percent. Absolutely. How much money do you think they're pouring into this? Then, like, how? It's gotta be. It's gotta be a bigger budget thing. It's gotta be with with an IP like Scott Pilgrim, and they're getting everybody on for this. They're like Mm -hmm. officially signed on. It's happening. It's gotta be a cool mm-hmm. stack of cash for this thing. Yeah, and how and science Saru. Yeah, like it's gonna look visually great. Do you think it's just gonna look like the comic then? A hundred percent. Like you know that um you know Scott Pilgrim the animation that aired on Adult Swim years ago. I'm gonna assume it's that, but a little more obtuse, more like science Saru style. Yeah, and also probably like visually stunning because yeah. you know, science. I I am in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. I am on cloud yeah. nine. I keep fucking winning. Speaking of winning, you know, speaking of winning, let's uh, let's have let's uh, uh, uh speaking of winning, let's uh, let, let, winning. yeah, let's let's have jo- let's have Josh have a win for a second here. I'm, uh, being, so, man, I'm getting multiple fucking wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Josh, so Josh, you were, from what I understand, uh, a lot of people weren't happy with how Quintuplets' anime ended, right? Uh, the movie, yeah, because it, it basically cut out a lot of the reason why uh, Nakano chose Yotsuba. Mm-hmm. It basically, it, it, it ended with, like, them getting married and stuff and him ending up with Yotsuba, but it was so rushed that they cut out most of the major content of why what if, he chose Yotsuba. What if, what if I told you that they are adapting that stuff regardless? Thank fuck. They're well, they're well, the quint, uh, quintessential quintuplets special event 2023 announced on Saturday that Negi Hiraba's uh, manga is inspiring a new anime. The new quintuplets anime will adapt stories that have not yet appeared in previous anime projects. Neki Hirapa launched the original manga in Kodansha's Weekend Clothes Art Magazine in August 2017. Uh, this is actually uh, not the only anime to be doing this. Uh, we'll be talking about the other one once we get to the anime Japan stuff. Uh, but uh, this is uh, this is an interesting. This is interesting. I don't this think is, I've ever seen a show do this. <laughs> this is honestly them saying. You think the Japanese fans bullied them into doing this? Pretty much, because like they knew how bad 
the movie was. They're like, dude, what the fuck was this? Like, whoa. Why? 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 Why did it end like this? Do you it's think it's so? So, so it, is this? This is yet a. It, this is yet another example on why it is okay to bully massive corporations. Literally, yeah. the only form of bullying that is justified. Because <laughs> here's the thing: it just means more quintuplets. And it means more quintuplets, and the stuff that hasn't been adapted is going to get adapted. It, it, I think that is a big. Yeah, I'm going to tell thing. you this now. It's some good shit. So mm-hmm. now, go ahead. I was going to say this, this and another story that we're obviously covering in a bit. This just shows me a pattern that's kind of forming in the industry right now, because this is these two aren't the only instances. There's there's uh, quintuplets. Obviously, there's the one we're covering later. But then there's also that um, Hanako-kun thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. also kind of going back and adapting stuff that got cut. So it's a it's a weird it's a weird trajectory that seems to be uh, transpiring right now. A lot of shows. The only seem to the, be the scary thought is that the scary thought actually that actually popped into my mind and what make me what might make me turn on this is uh, considering the some a lot of the fan divisiveness in Japan over Chainsaw Man is what if they do this to Chainsaw Man? Mm-hmm. The question is how much of Chainsaw Man was cut in the adaptation. They cut a. They didn't cut much, but they cut a. They cut a. They cut like a fight or two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, they they cut the muscle devil. I know that, and some people. They were cut mad the about muscle that. devil. It wasn't. It was nowhere it was, near. Their, their anger was less over the stuff they cut and more just kind of like general <laughs> creative decisions based on the director. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I, th- I think Chainsaw Man. It, it, it was. It wasn't. <laughs> a, oh, this got cut. Situation. This was a Last Jedi situation where they were mad over like the direction creative of the decision, adaptation. Yeah. creative choices and story choices and the way that it was adapted and stuff. Which those people are stupid. It was directed yeah. fine. Um. Um. But no, but uh, but also that does kind of scare me though, because if they if the because what I well I do appreciate why well, I do agree with the idea that if you're going to adapt something, at least adapt all of it. Um, so I am for all of this stuff getting like it, it proper due in animation because I would love to see it. At the same time, I do not want to see this become a trend where creative vision takes a back seat to pleasing fans because that. As Shane's a Sonic fan, that never ends well. <laughs> that <laughs> that never that never ends well. Uh, because when you because no because because I'm pretty because I'm pretty sure. Uh, while Frontiers was fan pleasing, I, it was also not something fans expected. No, at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, mean uh, meanwhile, forces forces was the thing that like uh would was trying to please fans and. <laughs> Definitely drove a wedge between the audience and the creators. That's for sure. Yeah, like so. Shane knows that all too well. Um, and every uh, day I sh- suffer. <laughs> we are actually. You know what? We we're, are in hell. You know what? Sonic fans aren't in hell right now because we're actually eating pretty fucking good right now. Yeah, in fucking. But no, like everything else, we are in hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like the, the 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 real world is hell. Every yeah, day we are suffering, just in general, is indeed hell. Um, uh, speaking of hell, let's talk about Tokyo Revengers. Um, the Christmas, the Tokyo Revengers Christmas showdown anime arc based on Ken Rockbeat's Tokyo Revengers manga ended on Sunday with the announcement that they are adapting the Tenjuku arc in anime. 
no news on when this is starting. They did also have a PV for it, which has some animation, which makes me think that this is probably almost this is probably airing later this year. Um, later this year. Now, I did not catch up on Tokyo Revengers. I don't know if anyone else here did. I did not um, watch uh, Christmas Showdown. Yeah, I did not which watch it either. I have heard from people I trust that the Tenjuku arc is when the series starts to decline in quality. Um, uh, uh, or at the very, or at the very least, it's like around this time, uh, around this time that uh, that Tokyo Revengers started to kind of. Uh, 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 the kind of start to decline in quality in terms of what I, if I'm, if I just in, ge- you know, like just in general, I'm wondering, I'm what, so I'm, uh, so like it's, I'm wondering now if they're uh, wondering now if because of the, the the fact that Tokyo Revengers did kind of end on something of a whimper, are they gonna pull a Promise Neverland and just kind of speed run to the end to get this over with? Oh boy! Oh, that went so well the first time. I mean, I mean, everyone loves the Promised Land Neverland season two. I thought you were gonna say the the the, the Promised Land of Never. I could have. Everybody yeah. loves the Promised Land, uh, Never. Everyone loves the Land Before Time. Yeah, I do love Land Before Time. That's a good movie. Shout yeah, out to like that twelve young of them. girl who got murdered by her dad. Shout out to the oh. woman who got her face eaten by a chimp. By a ch- the chimp. chimp. Anyway, all right, let's move on to Anime Japan. Anime Japan had a lot of announcements. Uh, had had a lot of announcements. Had a lot of announcements. There were a couple. The some were big, some were small. We'll save the ones with trailers for last uh, because we'll probably have more to say about those ones because some of them are little. Because some of these. Are literally just like announcements. Um, so are, so are we like, gonna lightning round this shit? We're gonna lightning round the announce. We're gonna lightning round the announcements. We'll give a br- you can give a brief little thing if you want to talk about them. Here are just the some of them. There's a there's a there's so much they announced. I'm just gonna be mentioning uh, the big ones that may pertain to us in the group. First of all, uh, Hypnosis Mike is getting a second season. Spencer uh, gets a dub. That's that's my that that's my dub. Uh, right Evil Line Records announced on Saturday that the Anime Japan 2023 event Hypnosis Mike Division Rap Battle Rhyme Anima, uh, Anima is getting a second season. The new title, the, the new anime is titled Hypnosis Mike Division Rap Battle Rhyme Anima Plus. They added a plus to the end. Well, that's because, Ooh. so, so okay, so, context. So, oh, it's called Plus because uh, they're, they're adding two new groups. Uh, they're adding a group from Nagoya which is called Badass Temple. And they're adding a group from Osaka, which is like a bunch of community called Doitspo, which in English means knock them down HQ. Um, Matt, you're going to really like the Osaka boys. I would also, there's some, there's some lore shit. The lore like, of this show is like fucking insane, dude. It's made by crazy people. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> They, but, uh, had, they didn't even get to the best part of the lore where it turns out that, you know, the pink haired twink that mm-hmm. Adam hates. Yeah, he's a robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then. Yeah. All right, Ethan. He's an android. Uh, There's a ton uh, of clones of him. It's cool. 
All righty then. Um. Uh. 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 righty then. Also announced is uh, also announced is that MH that MHA is coming back for a seventh season. Also known. Uh, also, no uh, grass is green. The grass also, is green. The sky is blue. Water is wet. Water's wet. Yeah, sky is. Guy is blue. We did get it. An, we did get a brief like teaser trailer, just announcing that is that it's happening. Horik, uh, a character designer, uh, Yoshihiko Umakoshi, grew, drew a little illustration that went around, and it looks exactly like Horikoshi's art, which I think is impressive. Um, and they also announced who will be playing Star and Stripe. It's Romy Park, uh, which is hell yeah, which is such a great fucking casting choice. Um, who will play her in English is the question. Who's your dream casting for Star and Stripe? Star and Stripe in English. That oof. Hmm. I can see Wendy Lee doing it. That's a fucking and absolutely big brain choice, actually. Like I can actually totally see Wendy Lee doing that. Wendy Lee's yeah. a big brain fucking choice. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know, because like. They could a hundred percent just go with a no name. Yeah, they they've done that before. Like we tried to predict Hawks, and they went with Zena Robinson, who was an unknown at the time. So, and now that man is the greatest man who ever lived. That that man is literally one of their star actors. Do you he see is. what he did for April Fools? Yes, and it's fucking great. I it's love so it. So good. He literally caught. He literally uh, had. He changed his Twitter account to like an actual Hawk account. Like he was role playing Hawks on his Twitter. My God, that man's mm-hmm. a legend. I love that man. Yeah, <clears throat> you put yeah. that, and you have fucking Kellen Goff being overhaul. That'd be yes. Yeah, he was an unknown at the time too. Yeah, and now look at him. Yeah, for for context, obviously Romy Park, and uh, but obviously having Romy Park as star and type is great. Romy Park is one of the most prolific. Uh, anime Seiyus in the business. She is Hanji from Attack on Titan. She's Ed from FMA. Uh, uh, she uh, she is the uh, the uh, fucking um, and she's uh, Aragio. She's no, yeah, she's uh, she's Kudrin from Kill a Kill. She's Tamari from Naruto. Uh, she's in so yeah, she's in so she uh, she uh, she ha- uh, fucking she's right. Ra- yeah, she's uh, Al Ren. From Shaman King, there's uh, a just in she's in a bunch yeah she's in a bunch of stuff. So I'm just I so like obviously having her in here is a great choice. We also got a new uh, we got an official release date for Undead Unluck, which is which is fall 2023, like most of us predicted. Uh, it is fall 2023, uh, and that is when that's coming out. The anime, <laughs> the, the Undead Unluck anime, is reuniting the main staff of the Fire Force anime. Yuki Yase is directing the anime at David Production. Yuki Yase oh. obviously previously directed Fire Force, not just Fire Force, but also Mechaku uh, City Actors, as well as the second season of Monogatari. Uh, Hideyuki Morinaka uh, is working as a character designer. Um, and Kenichiro uh, Suhiro, who worked on Fire Force's music, as well as Goblin Slayer's music, Golden Conway's music, and ReZero's music, is the head composer for it. I am very excited for this. Um, having the Fire Force people on this means that this thing is going to look visually dope. And it's the first season's ones, too. Uh, is Yuki Yase, who I yeah, think fucking is the superior. Yuki bro. Who is the superior, who in my mind is the actually the superior of the two directors. Um, so I'm really happy that he is yeah. on this. It's going to look dope as hell. 
Uh, I didn't... We've obviously seen footage from it. It just looks like Fire Force. Um, but it's no. But I am very, ex- I am very excited for it. Even if I haven't read Undead Unlock, I don't know if the manga is good. Banger. I say this is one of the rare uh, Matt Esther. This is one of the rare and Shane have seen the media. Mm-hmm. Me and Shane started reading it. Mm-hmm. It's dope. It's radical. Yes. Uh, yes. They they also talk. They no. They also uh, revealed some stuff for Spy Family. Spy obviously Spy Family uh, is getting a I bunch of new stuff. Uh, a stage presentation at the Anime 2023 Anime Japan 2025 for the Spy Family franchise revealed on Sunday that the anime second season is premiering in October. So it is also a fall show like Undead Unluck. The events also revealed a visual for the upcoming theatrical film in the franchise, which is titled Spy Family Code White. The film has a release date of December 20, uh, December 22nd, so it's going to be a, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, you know, maybe Christmas. going to the theaters for Christmas? Uh, like snow in it and stuff, so maybe they go to like, <clears throat> maybe they go, maybe, maybe Anya goes to the North Pole to see Santa. Oh, Santa! I want peanuts. Oh, that actually sounds immediately like a premise peanuts. that like would be in Santa. I want a twenty-two caliber handgun with a silencer. Yeah, yeah. Hero Rudoha. They did also review, however, some ca- some staff changes for the second season. Uh, Kazuhiro Furuhashi will be returning to direct at Wit Studio and Cloverworks. However, will not be directing. Will not be writing this time. Writing has been taken over by Ichiro Okuchi, who was previously the writer on Code Geass as well as the Witch from Mercury. He is the new writer on this, which is just an insane. Insane choice. Um, choice. An absolutely insane choice. The film, on the other hand, is confirmed. It was confirmed. It is a, it's a pseudo canon thing again. Um, So welcome back, pseudo canon. Um, uh, Original manga creator Tetsuya Endo is credited with the original work and original character designers for the film, and is supervising the film. It will, which which is which is an original, which is an all new work with an original story. Which Studio Club works are also animating the film. And will be directed by Takashi Takagiri, who previously has worked on Spy Family as an assistant director and an episode director. He's actually going to be the lead assistant director on season two. So he is moving on. He's he was the lead assistant director on season two. So he's going to be moving on to direct this himself. And Ichiro Kuchi <coughs> is going to be writing the film as well. Uh, no, as well. And of course, uh, No Name is coming back to do the music for both. I'm very oh, excited yeah. for this. I don't know what the fuck the movie's going to be about. Um, uh, but Santa I am... Claus. Santa Claus? Is, 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 you know what? Is that, the, is that what we're going with? Is that what it's going to be about? Santa Claus. Yeah. It's going it's gonna to be about the, the Forger family having to deal with uh, nuclear winter via... Uh, oh, no, no, I get <laughs> it. I don't know. I know what it's about. Uh Yor accidentally kills Santa, and they have to take over for Santa Claus. And then Lloyd becomes Santa. Yeah. So it's just so it's just that episode of Gintamba. Yes. Okay. You know what? I'm totally down. Let's go. And, and let's go. So let's talk about some of the trailers they showed. First, uh, first of all, uh, uh, first of all, if anyone here is a fan of Saga Tanya the Evil, the author has another. And another one of his stories getting adapted 
or animation, which is Yakitori Soldiers of Misfortune. Uh, Netflix announced at Anime Japan 2023 that it's a now producing an anime adaptation of Arthur Carlos Zen and illustrator So Bin's Yakitori science fiction novel series, which is titled Yakitori Soldiers of Misfortune. It is going to be a Netflix exclusive and it premieres in May of this year. The sci fi novels are set in a future where the solar system is dominated by trade federations who are in constant conflict. In order to escape his respective homeland of Japan and under the recommendation of his military cook friend Poopkin, Akira enlists in a trade federation orbital drop infantry unit. Such infantry are notorious for their 70% casualty rate and are nicknamed Yakutori for their expendability. This just sounds like Japanese starship troopers, honestly. Uh, Hideki Anbo is directing the anime at Aract. Mitsuyasu Sakai, who previously worked, who has previously worked on Eureka 7, is anime is writing the show. Atsushi Yagamata, who also previously worked on Genocyber, is our lead character designer. Ken Ishii is our composer. Zen is also the obviously the author of Saga Tani the Evil, so you kind of know what kind of tone of story you're going to get with this because they have a very clear fascination with military and a lot of and factions and political st- shit. Uh p- political yeah. shit. Um and it's a shame though um that I think this looks like ass. Spencer, what did you Oh. Think? This looks disgusting. <laughs> and I'm very sad. Netflix Try to not make a shit 3D CG show challenge version impossible. Fail. Impossible. It's it's very funny how just in, in the beginning we were heaping praise on Orange and me specifically on Polygon Pictures, even though, except for Brunert, who hasn't really watched anything, me, Matt, and Shane, we all agree Polygon Pictures is a good studio. They make good CG. It's not it's yeah. not it, it's not the best, but it's it's, it's very solid. It's no X arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. this is bad. <laughs> this looks gross, and it makes me sad. It look, it looks, it 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 looks like a video game from like the mid two thousands. Oh, a hundred percent. I was gonna immediately jump to like two thousand and two, two thousand and like three that era, like oh, like yeah. early PS two. It could probably be a PS1 game. Oh, yeah. For context, this is not the first thing that Erect has done for Netflix. They also did the Bright anime movie, if you remember that existing. No. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> but now you know. Well, um, I, I, I can't wait to not watch it. Yeah. Uh, Shane, did you watch the trailer for this? No. You're not missing a whole lot. Thanks. No. I, as soon as I, mean, I heard you say it looked like ass, I'm like, good thing I didn't watch it. I mean, yeah, the music's good. Ken Ishii's a good composer. I mean, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. But like, is it? But, but like, sorry for it, that. But it looks like it looks like ass. Um, and no, and it, it no, it looks like ass. And it's a little, and it's a shame because get because Sobin, who is the actual illustrator behind the stuff in the novels, um, he's the fucking illustrator for Overlord. So it kind of blows that his art is getting turned into this. Yeah, his art, by the way, is fucking. Yeah, and oh, and look at the and you should look at the novel art because the novel art is actually for for Yakatori is really good. Uh, Like look at the look at the novel art for Overlord. Look at the novel art for Tanya. Mm -hmm. Fucking incredible. Yeah, great character designs too. 
great character um, designs and honestly just some of the most detailed works I've seen. Like it's fucking incredible. Yeah. So it kind of blows that they're getting uh this weird this like janky ass uh treatment. Uh speaking of CG though, this is not the only CG show they showed at uh anime japan and it's it uh, and there's one that does look infinitely better which is to be hero x uh the chinese streaming service Billy Billy and the japanese production company antiplex announced on saturday that they are collaborating on the anime project to be hero x which will be directed by chinese director lee howlin at b dream which is also presenting the project with b billy and antiplex this was pre this this show is connected to the original 12 episode show to be hero which is a short anime show uh short anime show which if you've not seen i kind of which i highly recommend because it is fucking weird as shit it's like one of those like like kind of one of those like inferno cop or fucking uh Ninja or uh, or or ninja from like Ninja Slayer from animation mm-hmm. deals where it's just weird as fuck for no reason, but it's kind of great in that vein. Oh, uh, dude, I watched the trailer. This looks fucking incredible. Yeah, this is a interesting mix of like two D and C and like real like really strong three D animation and like really great two D animation. The trailer is six minutes. Um, it is a little long, uh, but it showcases the show quite well. Shane, did you watch this or no? I did. I've, I'm actually rewatching it right now just to refresh my memory because I watched it like yeah, last I was week. The, I was the same way. I'm like, is this what I was thinking of? And then like the shot of, of the cat and like their chalk drawings on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then they like go into like the shutter and then they go into the alley and they become like <coughs> 3D CG again. Just the the color work. Oh, so, China really do be hitting it hard. A few things of note here. One, the 2D animation is stellar. <laughs> Rules. Two, the 3D animation, it's giving me vibes of like a League of Legends cinematic that Riot does or <laughs> the Fortnite cinematics. It's very similar style to those kinds of trailers. Yeah. Um, so it looks yeah, and, incredible. <laughs> yeah, it looks fantastic. And if this is the look for the show, then I'm totally down because it's mm-hmm. such a unique kind of mix and match of styles for a show like this. And I'm really and it's uh, uh, styles like this. And I think it looks really cool and interesting and fun, uh, fun. And it makes me want and 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 it's I, I wish we get and I think we need more shit like this. It's just weird and wacky and interesting. Um Especially since it's from a, especially since it's technically a Chinese thing, uh, we need mm-hmm. more. Like, like, especially since China has been doing very good work in the anime field over the past couple of years. Um, now, uh, past couple of years, we mentioned it earlier when we talked about quintuplets, but they, the other, but the, it, quintuplets is not the only anime that is adapting old material into a new anime. Let's talk about Horimiya because this is probably one of the bigger pieces of news coming out of Anime Japan. The Horimiya special stage panel at Anime Japan confirmed on Saturday that the new Horimiya piece anime will premiere in July. Um, and it will, and the anime will animate stories in the original manga that the previous anime had not yet adapted. The director and writer, character designers, chief animation directors, and everyone else is returning to direct. It's returning to work on this. So it's the same staff as before, as well as the entire same cast. Uh, now, Horimiya is in an interesting position because they covered the entire manga in its initial 13 episode run back in the back when it first came out. And as someone who had not and I had not read the manga at the time. So and I didn't even notice, frankly, 
I think it was it, they did a really good job adapting it. However, I have since gone back and read some of Horror Mia, and yeah, they did cut out a fuck ton. They cut out entire subplots and characters, uh, uh, in order to make sure they fit it into that thirteen episode run, mainly so they could focus that initial series on just the on like just the main couple and like that's it. Which I think was a smart adaptational choice, but I do agree that it maybe had left fans maybe a little bit wanting to see some of the sub- subplots adapted because a lot of the subplots were like the actual meat of Horomiya and what they were in tr- like the theme for like the themes and stuff. So I'm just excited for this though because they showed a trailer for it and it just looks like more Horomiya. Shane, do you have anything else to add or? It's just more Horomiya, which means I will be watching. <laughs> I I will be seated. Yep. I will be uh, loading up my crunchy rolls in summer of 2023 to watch Horomiya piece. We will be watching. Uh, Spencer, will you be watching this? I guess he died. I, I guess, yeah, Spencer's fucking I, dead. I guess Horomiya killed Spencer. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now, Josh, did you see Horomiya or no? No, I still need to watch it. I feel I like you would like it. Now, now's oh, better time. Than I know I would like it. Like I'm sure I will. I'll get to it eventually. But like this is all. It, once again, I think it's the same thing for me with quintuplets. Is at least they're doing it. I feel like it's the same thing we talked about of why didn't they do it? And I hope this doesn't become something that becomes or starts to become accepted. But I think it is still nice that they are doing it, and it's. Exciting because you, I mean, you guys have told me multiple times for me is an incredible, just flat out romance. One of the best romances in recent years, I would say. <clears throat> Which I'm always for. I mean, after just getting off of Angel Next Door, I could go for another good romance. So, yeah, well, it's I mean, really, hey, <laughs> it's really solid, um, really mature, and actually takes a really interesting, mature look at a teen romance that's much more realistic than a lot of other shows, um, of its ilk, which I appreciate. Um, don't you uh, enjoy it, when the show treats you like you're an actual adult and you understand? In that, that you know, in that, no, in 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 that's the it's the first uh, show of like this that uh ha, the, that con, that actually talks about sex and sexuality and doesn't give me the ick, which yeah. I think yeah. is yeah. The don't important you, thing. Don't you love it when a show actually give like sh- displays emotional in intelligence and actually treats you like hey, you can handle these topics. Let's I talk about them in a meaningful say. way. Yeah. Um, and it's reincarnation. <laughs> Speaking um, of which, oh, we'll oh, we'll get to that. Uh, damn, we'll that would have been a, that, that would have been a great segue. Oh, we'll that get to that because we got some other. Yeah, we got some other stuff to talk about first. Uh, I know, but to answer your question, I know why Hor- they're doing this. Why they didn't do it with Horomiya at first? It's because, from what I understand, they did not expect Horomiya to be as big of a hit as they did. Uh, as it did, it kind of was a sleeper. Uh, so it was. It wasn't exact. It, it wasn't exactly like a known. It, it it had a cult following, from what I understand, when it first premiered. But like when it premiered, the anime kind of blew up and it skyrocketed manga sales much higher than I think they anticipated. So they're like, "Well, shit. Um, well, they want more because this is suddenly a cash cow." And I think they realized they might have, you know, dropped the ball on like not adapting all of it. So they were like, "Fuck it, let's do another show and just adapt the stuff we didn't adapt." Um, so yeah, but now, but now all of it's getting adapted, which I think is nice. 
uh, which I think is nice. Speaking of uh, stuff that is nice and stuff <laughs> stuff that is nice, this happened. This is the second time this has happened, but a re-zero season has been announced after we cover it on the podcast. Am um, always fucking winning. Um, Katakawa announced during his Anime Japan 2023 stage event on Saturday that the ReZero Studying Life in Another World anime series will have a third season. Katakawa is streaming a teaser trailer and also unveiled a teaser visual for the season. Yes. Uh, the 20, uh, they have not revealed who is the staff on this. I'm going to assume it's the same staff uh, because if you watch the trailer, um, holy shit, this season is this season done? It like, it looks it looks so good. It looks incredible. It looks so <laughs> good. It, this like, is arc, no, this is arc six, right? Or like no, this is arc four. No, no four was last five. season. No, this is arc five. Arc five, which, which is, is the same, which is which the same length as like, like fuck. Which is is it as long? Okay, I'm double checking because I want to know how much they're covering. It is going to be everyone against the sins now, or the archbishops. Which fuck yes. Let me see. Uh, Don't spoil it. One me, is but like yes. I'm chapters fucking for this eighty four. Okay, I will. Okay, so arc five is around the same length as arc three. So this is this will not take out. This will not take a full double core. This is a single core arc, which means that we're probably getting four, five, and six more than. I likely. am beyond excited though. Like this trailer looks so good. There's so much hype shit to say about it. Yeah, you're telling me this mm-hmm. is a fucking teaser. You're telling yeah. me this is a teaser, and this is like, like I said, if this is what I think it is. Everyone going against the archbishops. <laughs> Fuck, are we in for some good, good shit? Yeah, this is this is uh this is going to be a really this is going to be really fan. I'm really excited. Obviously, I'm excited. Obviously, I'm excited because Rezero is one of my favorite Aryan anime. It's one of my it's my favorite isekai. So I'm glad it's back. Um, and I think if anything, this just means that whenever we cover a <laughs> cover zero, it's it's a new season is going to be announced. I was going to say so in in four years when we cover season three, then they're going to announce season four like a month later. Yeah, yep. that's what's going to happen every time. It happens every fucking time. I'm just I'm so excited, man! Like the trailer yeah. was, the trailer does exactly what a trailer needs to do. It shows you just enough to get you going and ready. And yeah, it just builds up excitement. Yeah, I think it looks fa- I think it looks fantastic. Um looks hopefully if production is not as messy. That's hope let's hope that the anime from the, the looks of the tra- tra- from the looks of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they were and honestly, and honestly, uh they were also working for COVID last season, so I totally get it. Um, like just the uh, 360 fucking panorama of the five of them. That, that shot was actually like insane. Like it I goes mean, so I, fucking hard. That shot's actually good, Spencer. You watched the trailer, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking that like, shot just goes so hard. <laughs> fucking re-zero. Uh, let's talk about other trailers that go hard, which I think by which is my favorite trailer for anime in a very 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 fucking long time and this my kaisen. favorite thing to come on anime japan jujutsu fucking kaisen let's talk about kaisen um staff of the second season of the jujutsu kaisen anime revealed a new promotional video new visual new cast members new director in the july 6th premiere date for the second season on saturday they, they obviously there was a trailer um 
trailer and it and there has been some pretty big staff changes particularly in the director who is now who has who is uh, soon who park is not obviously not coming back to direct uh season two which we actually had uh speculated a little bit i think we remember speculating that a little bit ago because there was news that he was uh got a he joined a new production company so we had that discussion on whether or not he was coming back turns out we were kind of right he's not coming back instead he's being replaced with shota shota uh gozizona who previously was a episode director on kaisen he directed episode 8 and 17 which if you know those episodes um uh he, he's it's in good hands um it's in good hands he was also previously uh the episode director on episode eight of chainsaw man which he also storyboarded and was the key animator on and he was also a major episode director on ranking of kings and also helped storyboard the mob versus Megami fight uh from uh mob psycho uh which again that show keeps popping up because it's a rat because it's it's rad. Uh, so everyone has seen the trailer for Kaisen season two, right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, is this not like one of the best first impressions for a season you've seen in a Looks while? Really good. It's crazy how this is only like the first part of the season two, and then it's, the it's, rest it's, of it's, it's gonna it's be the fucking Shibuya. It's the flashback. So, um, which means and, that I'm I'm not ready. I'm gonna be emotionally crippled again. So and I fun. need to watch the movie still. I will say because the movie, the movie pretty much is like the sequel to. No, it's no? a prequel. It's prequel, but it oh, is yeah. important oh, and necessary information. It is important and necessary information. Please watch it. It's it's uh, required yeah, I, I viewing. Will, it's I required viewing def- because it's canon. It's based off uh, an actual. Yes, I will manga. still definitely. I will still definitely watch it. And it becomes a, it becomes important stuff after this season. So yeah, I I, I will definitely still watch it. Yeah, hey, yeah uh, but crazy that they're going this hard for the fucking flashback arc. But and the but, no, but, you go ahead. The flashback arc isn't long. It's only like fourteen chapters. So this is only going to be yeah. like six or seven episodes of the season, or maybe less if they condense some stuff. Which uh, condense some stuff. But I'm excited for this for for a number of reasons. Mainly because uh, the new art style. We have Shota Gozizona working on this, and it's clear that we have a new with, with the new director. We have a brand new direction on the show, and I I ain't gonna front. Uh, I really liked Sunhun Park's direction on the first season. I think that this looks infinitely superior visually. Um, I really love how this looks. I love the, the the colors; they pop. I love how lots of squash and stretch in the character designs. It's very like the 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 facial animation seems a lot is a lot more prevalent. It seems it's a little bit more anime, a little bit more goofy, but it also fits with like the vibe of Kaisen a lot. I like the, the the there's that there's a bunch of great cuts in the trailer that are just insane. Um, the music is jazzy as shit, and I oh, love it. It's it's um, it's like fucking freeform. It's just this eclectic, just mix of sounds. Like it's not even. It doesn't even feel like music. It feels avant garde. But it. But it, and I love that. And also love to. I also love to see anime fans actually listen to actual jazz like that and be like, I hate this, and be like, Didn't you say you like jazz? Yes. It's like no. They like <laughs> normal jazz. They, they 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 want the bebop jazz. They want uh, exactly. They want they that want the blues. big band. Oh, that blues, you know. Um, that's what they uh, that's what they want. But it looks great. It lo- it looks great. 
uh, and they also and they did actually confirm that the show is going that the season will run for two cores continuously. It's a double core show and will adapt both the past arc and the Shibuya incident arc in their entireties. Um, it is going to so it is going to end with the end of Shibuya. The anime onlys, you are not <sighs> ready, and I'm very sorry, ready, dude. Yeah. They're so here's ready. what I'll tell you, Brunrit. You could get up to the end of this season, then you have to watch the movie. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited. Okay, just you you can watch season two and not watch zero, but once you get to the inevitable season three, you have to watch zero. Yeah, um, yeah. This season's this season is going to absolutely rip. Um, it is going. It is going to. It's going. It's going to be what we call peak fiction. It's gonna blow uh, my cock off. Uh, speaking of peak, uh, Spencer, you know, you know who Gamera is, right? A uh, friend to all children, Dodoy. Yeah, the 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 spinning turtle man. The spinning turtle man who they turned into a fucking horror character. Um. Uh. Fuck it. Uh. But yeah. Uh. So Katakawa revealed a new trailer cast and d- the 2020 de- debut for Gamera Rebirth at the Anime 20 an Anime Japan 2023 stage event on Saturday. Netflix has released a trailer for it. That's an English sub. Uh. Katakawa revealed a new visual for the anime on Thursday and also revealed a separate new visual showing the silhouette of Yiger, a uh, uh a new kaiju opponent of Gamera. Yiger appear. Uh, originally appeared in the 1970 Gamera vs. Jiger film and the anime uh, will become the first new appearance for the kaiju since then uh they've revealed a bunch of cast members um and however they also did and uh and the show is going to no, the show is going to be directed by hiroyuki senzida who was previously the director of the godzilla trilogy from polygon as well as he's also the mm-hmm. he's also the cg character director on suzume uh uh uh, Makoto Shinkai's most recent film. He will be directing the show at Engi. Keshige Ida is assistant directing, and we, the show has three writers: Shishida uh, himself, uh, Kenta Uara, who previously worked on Shaka Tiny the Evil, and the ever reliable Hiroshi Seko, uh, who you've probably heard about, who is also. Who wow, I wonder her. who that is. Yeah, is uh, like yeah. he's done every good anime of the past twenty years. Yeah, um, uh, with character designs being done by Tetsuya Yamada, who previously worked on Knights of Zedonia at Polygon, uh, 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 Polygon, as well as Atsushi Tamura, who previously worked on Rethering with You for character designs as well. Uh, the our and our um fucking monster designer. Um, is Ken Takahama, who has actually previously worked on Gamera before. He did the Heisei films, the Heisei trilogy. Oh, for Gamera. okay. You know the ones that everyone acclaims and thinks are masterpieces. I haven't yeah. seen it. Um, uh, fucking. Oh, and it's got and and uh, it's got the uh, same fucking uh sound guy as uh, Planet With and JoJo. It's got the fucking JoJo. Sound oh guy. no, my speakers. <laughs> And it's Gamera too, so it's a kaiju thing too. Oh yeah, no! So, um, the show is confirmed. It will be a six. It, it is apparently a six-episode event series. Uh, so it's being treated as like a limited event series. Spencer, Spencer, I don't know. Okay, so I know you're a big kaiju dude, but uh, are you? Do you like Gamera? Because I know Gamera's kind of a Gamera. Yeah, he's, kind, he's very, kind of a divisive figure. Gamera is divisive and very niche. Um. You either love Gamera, friend to all children, or you can't stand that fucking spinning turtle. 
Um, I am more of the former than the latter. I actually like Gamera quite a bit. Because uh, Gamera is a completely different animal than Godzilla and a lot of those other kaijus of that era. Uh, because Gamera has always had the moniker of friend to all children, uh, they were basically allowed to play with Gamera as like this this ultimate good hero that is for the that is literally stated to be protecting the smiles of children every, everywhere. That is an actual quote. That's what Gamera is protecting. Not the world, but the smiles of the children. Uh, Gamera Rebirth looks great. However, Jesus Christ, they turned this into a horror anime. Which is not surprising, because if you've seen the Heisei films, you know that those are very different than the normal yes. Gamera. They are a lot darker. And it definitely, and those are the beloved ones. So I'm going to guess that they're taking more inspiration from the Heisei films than anything else yeah which is not which you know what is fine the heisei films are excellent if you've not seen them i highly recommend them they are a trilogy they they are one of the more ambitious kaiju series because unlike other ones it is a trilogy of kai, kaiju films that actually have an ongoing story and actually feed into each other um uh which is something that most got like how most godzilla films are usually just standalone films where it's a monster shows up, someone yells, it's Godzilla, and then Godzilla beats the shit out of the monster, and he leaves. Mm -hmm. um, Godzilla uh, might do a drop kick. Yeah, maybe. God Godzilla might face his head to the ground. Um, might use his atomic breath to fly flying. across Japan. That's correct. Uh, Gamera just uses, just tucks his legs into his shell, and then fires rocket boosters and starts spinning in a circle. He starts spinning like a Beyblade. Yeah, I can't wait to see him do that in this, and it look goofy as shit. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, so, but yeah, that's obviously happened. Let's talk about now. Let's talk about Mushoku Tensei, which is mostly which is uh, when a W for job. Calm down, calm down. I'm gonna fucking come. All right, calm down. Um, the the anime the anime Japan 2023 special stage panel for the second Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation season presented the latest promotional video and visual on Sunday. The staff announces Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation's second season returning cast, the updated staff, and then it will premiere. It's premiering this July, so it is premiering in the summer. So we do not have to wait much oh. longer for it. Um, there is, however, some major staff changes for this. Hiroki Hirano, who was previously the assistant director on Mushoku Tensei, has been upgraded to director and is replacing Manobu Okamoto as the director at Studio Bind. Uh, Okamoto was also the scriptwriter for the second for the first season. He is not returning in any capacity um, at all. Instead, our new writer is Toshia Ono, who was previously the writer on several acclaimed anime of our past couple of years, including '86. Uh, gotcha Man Crowd, Land of the Lustrous, and the first season of Promised Neverland. Uh, he has worked on all of those. He's also the, there's also a new character designer who is Sane Sane Shimada, who has previously worked on a you know, who is relatively new. Um, but they previously worked, but they also previously worked on uh, into at least in terms of character design, a movie called Utopa, which I actually quite enjoyed. I thought that movie was really cute. Um, oh. Uh, uh, but okay, so Josh, what do you think? I am so excited. So this season is looking like it's gonna be all a lot more based around Rudius and his struggle to not only find his mom but find himself. Honestly, find himself again. 
He looks old. He definitely does. He old. He, he old, it's older. Gets old. He gets older. He definitely. I, I feel like they're gonna do him. Him growing into himself more after the end of season one because the end of season one, Walt fucking destroyed Rudius. Mm-hmm. He fucking he mentally just fucking got destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then was like, wait a second, I need to get out of this. I need to find my find my mom. And I think this is going to be Rudius's adventure of finding himself, finding kind of his value, his, his worth in life, and just his adventure doing throw doing so with him growing up. And the trailer mm-hmm. looks. I mean, honestly, come on, it looks fucking gorgeous. The anime looks incredible already. Agreed. This 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 was a fucking show that snuck up on me. I watched it when um, Gaguk did his top fifteen anime, and he was like, "Oh, this is number one." I was like, "Wonder why it was number one." And then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, oh." Oh mm-hmm. fuck! I see why he's number one now. His parents fuck. Mushoko Tensei is the it, it is the grandpappy of all isekai, and it's what isekai should look towards when they want to do something to be a good isekai. His parents fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, like uh, when we were talking about Horamiya, how it's a show that you know kind of actually treats you like you have emotional intelligence you're you're kind of you know grown up maturely yeah, th- this show does too yeah uh, uh yeah uh spencer what did you think of the trailer for this because it looks really good yeah it just it looks like more mishoko tensei i mean the first season um was incredible and if the season can be even half as good as the first season then we're still looking at Easily, probably a top ten of, of the of the entire year. So yeah, agree. Looks good. Shane, his parents fuck. His parents do fuck. His parents like his fuck. dad real. His his dad fucking. Yeah, yeah. His his, his, his rails his mom over that fucking railing, dude. <laughs> I I also but uh, but yeah but um I do want to bring up the fact that uh that there is a new character designer on this and I actually do like the new character designs um because yeah. you can tell that there's a new designer and they stay true to the original um season the first season's designs while also looking kind of like their own thing um and I like that I like but and, and it's fitting too because I actually feel like it's a smart move maybe narr- like kind of visually because it kind of showcases like. Rudy is getting older, so like it, the designs almost seem, if this makes any sense, they seem more complicated. So it's almost like that as Rudy gets older, he starts to see the world like a little bit more maturely and like yep. compli- complicated. So the character designs also become more complex because he starts to view people as more complex. You know what? Actually, that's kind of genius. I actually love this. Like, that's actually really well done. The season's going to be incredible. I'm really excited for this. Um, um, and I'm glad Bind isn't working on this and not the other thing that shall not be named. Um, Biden films? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, no, it's a, it's a Studio Bind. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, our final two pieces of news of both uh, uh, both movies. Uh, the small look at the smaller one out of the way first. Uh, they revealed that there's a second trailer out for Black Clover: Sword of the Wizard King, which was previously supposed to come out on March 31st, but had been since delayed to June 16th for unknown reasons. Netflix is going to be premiering on Netflix. Uh, original manga creator Yuki Tabata is the chief supervisor and original character designer on the show. Uh, and staff members from the usual television anime are returning for the film, including director Aki, uh, Aki uh, Ayataka Kanemura, who is returning to no, who is returning to direct this after having directed the last section of the show. Um, uh, so uh, Josh has gotten into Black Clover. Thank, thank God. Thankfully, um, finally, yeah, um, I did. Did you watch? Have you seen the second? Have you seen the trailers for this? I have not seen? yet. Or are you staying clear from them for like for spoilers? Maybe, maybe I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch a movie. Tabata is a fucking goat. Yeah. Um, um, Black Clover is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, uh, how kind of awesome it is that we have a shonen movie that is <clears throat> finally freed from the clutches of canon. Yeah, I was about to say something. I'm like, man, I love that this movie has fuck all to do with canon. This is just a radical shonen movie. There's no quasi bullshit. There's no trying to fit things in. Fuck you. It's just a Black Clover movie. It's just a Black Clover. Shane, did you see this trailer? Second trailer for this? It looked like Black Clover. It looks rad, right? Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see Perot. Uh, it's a, it's a Perot movie, and Perot usually does really good on their movies, so I'm really excited for this. Um, Perot, Perot delay their productions challenge. Actually possible. Actually yeah. possible. You know what they did? They delayed this one. So you know, they, they, you know what? Good job. Good you know job. What? A bit more credit in the oven. Credit where credits due. They massive are letting, corporation. They are letting them cook. Yes, they are letting them cook. And this is going to indeed cook. Our final piece of Anime Japan news is the big movie revelation. Is the big movie announcement, or like not announcement, but reveal, and that is of Rascal does not dream of assistive venturing out, which finally got a full fucking trailer, um, and will open, which opens in Japan on June twenty third. They also revealed a poster, um, and the se- this and it's the and this movie is part one of a sequel anime project that will adapt both the set eighth and ninth novels in the series which is Rascal does not dream of assistive venturing out and rascal does not dream of a knapsack kit Masu- uh, soshi masui is returning to direct the project at cloverworks and masuyu yakutani is returning to write the script uh uh and if you watch now uh did everyone watch the trailer or no yes uh uh-huh uh-huh Okay. Um, remember how we stated that we wanted this to look like a movie and not a glorified episode of the TV show? Uh huh. Well, um, rip. I yeah. guess. Yep. Why yep. do they do this? <laughs> I mean, once again, it's it still looks good, but it also it looks, just it looks w- really good. I I still it, think it looks really good. Um, but at at this point, it's so clear that they're just releasing these as movies because it's easier money-wise. It's just a financial decision. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other reason. But anytime I see Sakata uh, running down a slope or something, I'm just like, oh, yes, always good with the world. 
nature is returning back to a state of bliss. Yeah. My boy um, loves his sister and his girlfriend. Yeah, and this, this looks super Kaede focused, by the way. Like, we're talking like she is the main character level of focus this time around. People uh, have told me that I'm not ready and this is like one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. One of the, uh, so, uh, th- does she die? I don't know. <laughs> if she does, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call I'm gonna her from work. I'm gonna call in from work because I'll be I'll be catatonic. <laughs> I'll be dead. Fucking chain. What did you think? Uh I'm repeating myself a lot <laughs> during all of this news because, like, this do you so blame me? It looks like Bunny Girl. <laughs> there you go. It do be looking like it's another Bunny Girl movie, which means, yes, it will be a 10 out of 10. And yes, it will make me cry. (laughs) It will make me cry and I will be up and I will uh, and I will be catatonic for the next. For the next bit, Um, I will be inconsolable for the next two weeks. I will instead. I will indeed be. Yeah, I will be inconsolable. I do like it looks very good, though. I'm very excited. And now we're finally done. Let us hope this never happens again. That only took um, an hour and a half. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a lot. I apologize. Um, but now we can move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which is Shane's meta uh, because he wanted to watch this show. Uh, and that show is My Senpai is Annoying. A show, uh, senpai is Annoying. Directed by Ryota Ito and written by Yoshimi Arita from Studio Dogokobo and originally aired in Japan from October 10th, 2021 to December 26th, 2021 for 12 episodes. And it's currently licensed by Crunchyroll and you can watch it on Crunchyroll um, in both sub and dub. It is in both languages. Um and now you don't have to worry about searching for the dub because you can just switch the language on one video track. Yeah, all um, you PC users, you got a real upgrade there after how many which, years? Uh, which I don't know why they didn't do that for so long. The uh, fucking Crunchyroll is we're fucking weirdos, I guess. Um, fucking weirdos, I get. What is my sem- my senpai is annoying? Um, is Pretty much, it's one of those self-explanatory anime. It is about a young, you know, it is about a young office woman who is very small, uh, and she, you know, very small, like this, like a, like we're talking like four foot ten, four foot eleven, small, uh, small enough that everyone thinks that she is a child. Uh, I know uh, a woman like this in real life. I know several women like this in real life. Yes, same. Uh, hi, Rachel. Hi, um, Rachel. <laughs> If, I, if you're listening to this, Rachel, I'm very sorry. We're not trying to make fun of you. Small. Uh, <laughs> that is me actually trying is, to piss her off. <laughs> Shane is, though. Um, uh, and she has a big and boisterous co-worker ha- whose name is Harumi Takeda. Ha, ha, uh, uh, Takeda is uh, absolutely ginormous. Like, if she is, like, five, four foot ten, like, four foot eleven, she is, like, probably, like, six foot. Um, or the very least, literally, when you see when you there's shots of them standing right next to each other, he is literally twice her size. Like, you take (laughs) two of her and you stack them on top of each other. It's like, it's he is like a he's like a he's like those kids who like trying to hold on, hold on. He are you ready? 
He is six foot five. Jesus. There's no fucking way, dude. That He's is gotta so be taller fucking that. tall. That's just that's so tall. He is a tall motherfucker. He's got to he be taller. That, 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 for he, fucking that is the official. That is the official height for Takada. Six five, two hundred and thirty-one pounds. The way is there an official get. height and rate for Futaba, actually? Let me pull that up. Because I'm very curious now, actually, because it, I'm wondering if she is actually... Like, is it, cause it, it is undisclosed, probably about 4-5. Oh, that is so small. 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 <laughs> her weight... Her weight... Pounds. Her, her weight is 60 pounds. 60 pounds. She is tiny! You could literally she bench is. press, like, two of her. <laughs> you can literally pick her up like a child and put her in a high chair. Her like, grandfather is six foot five. He is small, and uh, he's sm- just as much of a brick shit yeah. as his talking yeah. is. And of course, and of course, yeah. like a lot of shows, uh, so so it's like this. She, you know, she, uh, she you know, and like a lot of shows like this. She has feelings for the person for the person that is annoying her. Therefore, this show. Is the classic age-old trope of he tall, tall she's small. small, and and that is literally the show. There's not a lot of the, this is the, this is as slice of lifey and rom com as you can get. Low stakes, very quiet comedy, and a lot of and a lot of uh, and a lot of cute wholesome moments I is what this show is i needed something like this and i'm yeah. really glad we'll start with shane this. because this was shane's meta because he wanted to watch this show <laughs> after apparently experiencing half of it through clips on youtube Literally uh, so through osmosis. uh so so shane did my senpai is annoying is my senpai is annoying as good as your experience watching it through youtube clips yes show good this is like one of the rare times where I'm like, man, I got nothing. I got nothing to say about this show. It, it's it's just good. It's wholesome. It's cute. It's really fluffy, easy to watch. No complicated feelings, opinions at all. Th- this is my Josh moment. Show good. Good show. Good show. Show good. Good. Josh, what did you think of this as the slice of life? Hi, yeah. Here's your slice of... I am the connoisseur of slice of life. Uh, <clears throat> as Shane said, show good. Good show. Show good. Good, good. Good show. Uh, you know what? This is your quintessential... Fuck. This is your quintessential slice of life. It's very good. It's very relaxing. The comedy... It is funny, but it doesn't like overly trying to be like the funniest thing it is it's just a nice relaxing show to toss on after a long day's work and just relax too it's really good i like it it checked off all the boxes for what a good slice of life should be so good work good job shane thanks man i have good taste when i want to you do. Hmm. <laughs> did, uh, did Matt no, die? <laughs> no, I'm here. No, I'm here. I was just looking at stuff. Spencer, what did you think of my senpai is annoying? Uh, basically the same. Show's real good. He tall, she's small. Uh, but I have the added benefit of realizing after episode two that I had actually watched half of the show. 
uh, and completely forgot it about it, which makes it seem like it's bad. But it was just because that was in the era where I was watching like 15 shows a season. Um, so things just kind of got thrown on onto the wayside. But at, after that, I'm like, oh, I never finished this. And yeah, it's it, it's your cookie cutter, um, you know, real good slice of life. Like, I think it, it isn't going to win best of show, but you're still glad that it showed up and it still does a like, real good job at what it wants to do. Like, it's not punching above its weight, you know? It knows no. what it's trying to do and it's content with doing it in the most efficient way possible. That being said, it is fairly generic. It doesn't really mm-hmm. have anything that makes it stand out in the genre. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have a central gimmick that really makes it a must watch. It's just he tall, she small. That's it. It's mm-hmm. good all the way through, and it's very comforting. It's just missing that X factor. Yeah, this is no. This is the kind of this is the kind of show that I like to put on in the background and be like, aw, and then forget about immediately afterwards. Um, yeah. which is not a bad thing. It does its job well. I like the cast, particularly our lead. I think that Futaba is actually a really great protagonist, and she's voiced by. And the actress who plays her in the in English, because I watched this in English, is Risa yep. May does a fantastic job. Um, yep. Of course, she and, and has great chemistry with Patrick Seitz, who is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just plain Patrick Seitz. Patrick Seitz, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the best VA to play brick shit houses. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the, the, the only one ever cast as brick shit houses, honestly. Uh, so, so, <clears throat> so, if you're wondering, um, if if, you, if you're looking for a uh, character to voice your massively built buff man just <laughs> Patrick Seitz is looking for work um, no he's not he's getting tons of work you, you gotta give him more work you know literally uh, like 12 of these shows are made a year and he voices in all of them so he's not he's not scrounging for anything anytime soon yeah but uh he will be yeah, i'm excited for, but yeah i like this show but i, I like the show quite a bit quite a bit this is what's interesting is that like this show comes at the heel this was this show uh was not the first of its kind this is like one that, that this show has come on the heels of like a bunch of shows like this uh what was the first like i forget what was like the first major one it was probably like my this. love story yeah which had which came out a couple of years before that and it might still it be came the best out in version. 2014 matt God. It came out nine I, years I, ago. Twenty seventeen. Jesus, I'm old. Fuck. Yeah. Like, that show is almost ten years old. My perception of time is fucked. What is life? Life is but pain. a meaning, but a meaningless series of events. I think what this is like I, I do like the he tall, she small genre because. As as someone who watched the last slice of life, slice of life really is just three or four girls doing cute stuff. Like look at most slice of life shows that are extremely popular. The progenitor kind of I could say being Lucky Star Ozamanga Dio, three to four cute girls doing cute things. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of the genre, so it's nice to have something that's trying to at least do a little something different. Yeah, and also I think this is the first one that actually you know has it be adults. Um, yeah, which no, which is, is a big plus in its favor because I'm 
I, because as someone who is an adult, I would like to see more anime that are focused around adults. Thank you very much. Um, um, with that, let's talk about or let's talk about our favorite episodes. Shane, what was your favorite episode of My Senpai? Is annoying. My favorite episode of My Senpai is annoying. Is episode seven. So seven. I have a one. Oh, here and now. Seven, here and now, which is the um, Natsumi episode. Oh, uh, wow, that's not surprising. Yeah, who could have seen that coming? Who yeah, who, that yeah, coming? Who, yeah, yeah. Pray tell who could have seen that coming. <laughs> Shane does like his canned ladies with big titties. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, and her titties? Ginormous. Bazunga. <laughs> But, um, really, yeah. But this was this was the most interesting episode, honestly, because it it's one of the few that has like a central storyline behind it, and it actually delves into character past, and it shows the relationship <laughs> between Natsumi and Futaba, like back in middle school and high school, how they actually met and became friends, and that just makes their relationship in the present day more endearing because you see that. Natsumi stood up for Futaba when she was being bullied, and that forms their connection. And it's like, it just goes to show that, you know, kindness can come from the most unexpected places. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just easily the most interesting episode, and, you know, Natsumi, the girl. Nice. Alright, Josh. Uh, Honestly, they are all really good. I liked episode four where she gets sick and he comes over and makes food for her. That's pretty, cute. That one's cute. Pretty cute, man. I wish I could have that happen to me. <laughs> Damn, I wish. <laughs> Damn, I wish that was. God, I wish that was me. <laughs> uh, honestly, like every episode for me was pretty solid, man. Like the show's. The whole show was really solid. Like it was very consistent. I found. Mm-hmm. I didn't find like there was one episode that was like, "Oh, this was a really bad episode," or "Oh, this was a really really great episode." It was all very consistent. It's all very I, solid stuff. I I honestly I would rather more consistency than like one peak episode. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, uh Spencer, what was your favorite episode? Uh, my favorite episode is episode eight, Everyone's Holidays. This one's mine as well. Nice. I I really like this one. I really like this one. I can't really put my thumb as to why. Um, I, uh, I thumb as to why. I just think that this episode is one of the funnier episodes of the show. Is it um, because Cosma and Sakurai are adorable together? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, and also, and also, uh, Futaba watches a bunch of scary movies and freaks herself out, uh, which yeah. I relate to on an. Just, she's just like me for real, for real. Watching, she's she's watching like me for real, for real. Me watching Hereditary and then having nightmares for a week later. <laughs> that was no, that's me watching Skinnamarink in the middle of the night. That's gonna be me watching Skinnamarink for Halloween this year. I'm gonna shit myself. Make sure to watch Skinnamarink in like the fucking basement with like the lights off and like a grainy TV. Uh, 
And then and then I won't hear from Shane again because I gonna, he will have a heart attack. I'm gonna traumatize myself and then I'm gonna be admitted <laughs> to the psych ward. <laughs> it's 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 a, it's, fanta- it's a fantastic movie, I swear. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I love the episodes. Just fun, I think fun, and it's not. And honestly, it's actually not common that we get an episode focused on Golden Week. I don't think I think. Yeah. I like I they've happened before. This is not the first time I've seen an episode about Golden Week or set on. Golden Hello, Week. slice of life, slice of life expert here. Mm-hmm. Golden Week is a key point in very many slice of life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, but at the same time, uh, as but but I don't know. But as from the stuff I've seen, I don't really see a lot of it. And I think it's nice to see uh, that. And it's just kind of interesting. To, it's just kind of interesting to see. Uh, kind of not. I just kind of like how maybe like like a more like the like the like an office situation would like deal with that and like also like it's what nice to see it from a more adults perspective instead of yeah. high school kids being like mm-hmm. hey we get a week off what shenanigans are we going to get up to now are we going to go to the beach <laughs> cuz the answer is always the beach <laughs> um, compared to more adults oh hey i can focus on my hobbies now yeah, I love I love how that's what it is. It's like, oh shit, we have a week off. I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm sleeping. I'm working out. I'm I'm fucking gaming, bro. I'm really like, like there's a new game out, and I haven't had the chance to touch it. Fuck. I'm Yo. Cosma, and I'm gonna be a Chad. She's a uh, exactly. I'm gonna game. What's that? My incredibly attractive coworkers being hit on. I better make something up. Uh, do you want to go to the aquarium? We can see oh, a dolphin that looks exactly look like the, me. Do you want to see the dolphin with a scowl on his face 24-7? Just like that, me, that for real, incredible. for real. The dolphin's incredible. Yeah. And then um, they get splashed by water, and he's just so like, oh, not look. Great show. Great show. 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about characters. Shane, who's your favorite character? Cosmo, the fucking Cosma. Chad, bro. It's Cosmo. It's Cosmo. I was gonna say, like, it's Cosmo. Everyone's favorite character like, is Cosmo. Man's got the biggest cock. Let's be real. He respects women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, 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 well, uh, okay, <laughs> no, he does. He's the, he's the only person who treats, like, fucking Sakurai like an actual person. So, like, yeah. he respects women. He, Listen, he does okay. drink his respect women juice. Listen. He's a gamer. Mm-hmm. He's tired as fuck. Just mm-hmm. like me for He's real. He's fed real. up with everything. He's just mm-hmm. like me for real, for real. And he respects women. He's just like me for that's, real, for real. Yeah, so that that's just this entire podcast group. This is this, this, this entire podcast. He's it's the only. Us. He's the like I yeah. He, he's he's literally the only like fucking person in the office who treats Sakurai like an actual fucking human being. And not like an object. Yeah, well, but also the, he like Booba. He, he does, does like. Booba. I mean, he does like I Booba, but he does, like he doesn't real, may, he doesn't real. bring attention to it. He's just like, oh yeah, I like. He's the like, only yeah, time like it's brought to attention is when Sakura is like, "Are you looking at my chest?" And he's like, "Yeah, yep, yeah." At least yeah. he's honest about it. <laughs> he's, he's honest. honest my about man it. is honest about it. He's like, "Yeah, I'm looking at them." Yep. I mean, it's fairly obvious. Like, so why would he benefit from lying? And she's like, "Oh, just don't stop it." And he's like, he's like oh, "Don't really? do that." He's like, he's like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, my bad." 
exactly he's a good dude <laughs> like he's, he's just a solid dude all around he's just a great guy yeah now worst character who's that whatever the fuck that asshat's name that is trying to hit on sakurai he's a I, I was uh, i was just gonna say any of the any of the like jack off douchebag npcs that try to hit on any of the women yeah that's the worst character yeah there's quite a bit of them in, there's honestly quite a bit of them in here and uh like i, I was like shocked by how many of them there are but then again that's kind of realistic to like an office setting unfortunately that's realistic to real life yeah Yeah. Yeah. just lump some of them all together yeah yeah also hey that one guy is cool no yes the guy who's just like you're an idiot stop doing stop hitting on her she's not okay that guy is cool yeah that guy but we don't lump we don't lump him in with the rest because he actually wasn't involved no he was just like i mean yeah she's hot but like don't bother her if she doesn't yeah want it she's not interested dude wow who could who fucking infeasible concept boundaries kelsa priest Holy shit. I'm opening my third eye to the concept of actually like respecting people's personal space. Oh, he's he's opening his he's becoming Chen Shinhan from the hit anime Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and then I'm going to kill myself by being too cool. And then I'm going to kill himself because he used an attack too many times. And then I'm going to open my Jagon eye. And I'm going to come. And then, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the end goal. That's that, really that's the end goal. That's yeah. really Let's talk about it. anything else people want to talk about the show, whether it be good, bad. It, it's it's honestly, it's just it's a good show. It's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good show. It's like, remarkable animation. how it's remarkable how unremarkable it is. Like it's great, but there's Shady nothing to talk good, about. Yeah, Shady there's, there's nothing pick. to talk about. Yeah. yeah, like like animation's good, but not great. Yeah, uh, I've, seen good, I've seen better. Dogakobo is usually I've solid seen much and better from Dogakobo. I've yeah. seen, I saw much better than them the year this came out because they did fuck it. Uh, 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 around the time they, this came out because they did Shikimori the year afterwards, and that they better, did I do think. Shikimori. Didn't they, they also do Asteroid yesterday? and Love? They oh, did, yes. And, and sing yesterday wasn't that they around? Did, sing yesterday for me. Yesterday as well. uh, and Sleepy Princess and Demon Sleepy Castle, Princess and Demon Castle, best looking. Um, yeah, so like it's fine. Um. I love the OP and how and it's doing just an office, like it, it's like an office YouTube video that they're making, and then at the end you can see the like and dislike, and it has like five thousand dislikes. It's just, it's also a, a a real fun OP, and Edie's nice as well. But that's it. Like, it's completely, mm-hmm. it's it's good. Yeah, Honestly, it is good. Like I was saying earlier, my biggest. Um criticism is that it just it just doesn't have that it doesn't have that sauce you know like it doesn't have like it's very generic which is yeah not a problem it isn't it's a great show all around i enjoy my time watching it but i wish it had a little bit more of that spark you know that made it really stand out amongst the fucking sea of multiple other shows of the same exact caliber yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm pretty sure Dogakobo has done another one of this as well, like uh, fucking in terms of premise. So like, it's this is not the first the first time they've done a show like this. Um, it's it, it's it. Yeah, I do. I uh, a fucking I do. I know I do 
think that the, I think the best thing that this I think the best thing this show does have going for it is its cast. It's a likable yeah, cast. 100%. It's, it, it's a likable cast, which makes it inherently very funny and very likable. Um, it just doesn't have a lot of other stuff going on underneath the hood. It's a uh, underneath the hood, which I think is the best, which I think is also the best endorsement for this kind of show. You don't have to really think about it too much. Um, you can just kind of put it, you know what you're getting into, so you can put it on and it's enjoyable. Um, consume product. Enjoy. Consume, enjoy content. Consume content. Buy, Buy Crunchyroll. <laughs> Pay for Crunchyroll Premium to view my senpai as annoying. Now, here's the thing. Is it something I will rewatch? No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he will. Oh no, he is rewatching it. I, I probably won't. I, I probably won't unless I see like a clip on YouTube. That's very funny. Something that just for me, it will be something that if I just need to relax, if I just need something to kind of chill out with. Literally, know? the entire reason I wanted to watch the show is because my YouTube recommended was bombarded with Cosmo Sakurai clips, and I hope that continues. But other than yeah, that, he's, he's I, the I don't see myself revisiting. Show. I don't see myself revisiting this. Yeah, he's the funniest character in the show. <laughs> Unless, you know, it gets a second season, which is always possible. Which um, is fine, and if it does, I will watch it. I will be watching it live on mm -hmm. Crunchyroll mm -hmm. Premium, which on you can buy now. .com. Are you going to watch it on YouTube.com? Well, yeah, you'll watch it because you watch the YouTube clip through Osmosis. Because my YouTube recommended will fucking feed clips of it to me before I even watch it. Crunchyroll really was pushing this one hard, weren't they? Uh, from what I remember, uh, like how like how they were Tomochan last year. Uh, Tomochan, uh, rent a girlfriend. Tomochan was good, by the way. I forgot to mention that Tomochan's actually really good. Tom Tomochan, rent a girlfriend. Um, more than Excuse a married me? couple, but not lovers or whatever the fuck that show was. <laughs> I forgot that garbage. You mean? Like they, these are the kind of shows that they push hard. This is where they're marketing how hard, goes. How hard do you think they're gonna push Oshinoko? Well, they didn't get it. High Dive got it. Oh, I High Dive. Never mind. I'm dumb. Ignore me. Which means it's literally um, the only show they're ever gonna tweet about for the next three months. That's correct. Well, I mean, I and, and it's one of the biggest shows of the season. So, like, I will be watching them. Uh, if you want to know Oshinoko, oh go it. I unfortunately got spoiled. Um, go in blind. <laughs> go in blind. I think I um I posted this in the anime chat. Literally, all I will say about it is that it's an idol show. That's all you need to know. Go in as the, blind as the possible. Premiere is an the premiere is an hour long. That's another thing to know. Uh, so, uh, the premiere is it's it, it got it it's getting the full one hour long hour long tr uh premiere treatment, which I think is interesting. Um. But yeah, uh, let's move on to final scores then. Uh, Shane, because this is your meta, what do you give? I'm I'm glad I meted this because I'm glad I finally sat down and watched the whole thing. I really like this show. It's very cute, very wholesome, very light and fluffy, easy to watch. Don't have to think about it too much. Unfortunately, it's drowning in a sea of other shows exactly like it. So after this, unless I get the second season, like you said, I don't see myself retaining much of this unless my YouTube recommended <laughs> decides to keep funneling that 
Kazumarai content to me, which please do. Um, which it might. It might. But yeah, overall, solid 8 out of 10. Great mm-hmm. show. Good production. Great characters. It's just missing that secret sauce that would put it above everything else. Mm-hmm. I, Spencer, what do you give? My Senpai is Annoying. My Senpai is Annoying is a perfect example of, like, good but not great. It's, it's very good, actually. And I do re- recommend that if you are looking for something to turn your brain off and just go, aww, uh, give it a shot. Honestly, um, but it is there's uh, but I can also name about seven to twelve more meteor uh, rom-coms than this. So like at the end of the day, though, still like Shane, a solid eight out of ten. It's really good. It's just not enough to be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, eight is great. Yeah, I mean seven. Seven is good. Yeah, seven. Uh, anything lower than that is worthless. Yeah, that's the IGN yeah. scale. Uh, but <laughs> Josh, scale. Josh, what do you give this? Well, I mean, as a master connoisseur of the slice of life, and like Shane said, there are definitely better ones out there. I mean, there's Eurocamp, there's Lucky Star, there's a lot of really. genre defining slice of life's but for what this show does it's really good it's a good haha he he turned brain off funny stuff honestly i'll give it just like shane said it's a very well deserving of an 8 out of 10 Mm -hmm. all right i really like this show i think it's really cute i think it's solidly made Got a saw. It has. It's got saw. And it's solidly made. Dogakobo. Uh, Dogakobo. Really, really, uh, really. At least in terms of their production, uh, doesn't usually falter. So it's well made. It's all written. It's got strong and 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 and, and, and it's got strong characters. And I think that's what really pushes it over the finish line. Because I don't think if it didn't have good characters, this would have crashed and burned. Because there's nothing. Again, like Shane said, there's nothing about it that really stands out among the crowd. But because it has strong characters and it has characters that you actually like, it makes it very likable, easy to watch, and in and, and enjoyable it is a it is definitely a at least in my mind a solid eight out of ten uh although if you're looking for a good office and if you're looking for a good rom-com that focuses on adults as well this is a good choice although watakoi is still better um uh with that we move on to our next featured anime of the podcast if you don't know how this works we rotate every week Every podcast between a pick from me or Shane, as well as on the randomizer. My senpai is annoying. Is from the randomizer, and we got it uh, through Shane's meta. So now it's my turn to pick. So, what am I picking for podcast? The answer um, is one is a is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, we caught. We talked about this show before. Was it like two years ago, um, ish? It was uh, tail end of twenty one. So yeah, it was it was like a... November twenty twenty one. That we so it was around a year and a half ago. 
Um, we talked about this show, and I have been a big fan of this show for years, and I'm very happy that we covered it initially. However, we didn't actually get into, like, the good shit. It was good, but it wasn't the good shit. Uh, so next time on the podcast, we're gonna move. We're gonna be moving over back to the land of peak, the land of peak fiction, with Yu Yu Hakusho, specifically the Dark Tournament Saga. I'm, I'm fucking ready for this shit, man. You, you are actually not ready. You are not fucking ready. So I'll, but... I'll, I'll. All fans in on a secret. We go. Uh, I've already watched all this. And Spencer watched like this in like less than a week. He binged it. I watched fifteen episodes in one day. Uh, that's, pulled... a, that, that's a record for you. Remember, Shane. Remember when you watched uh, like the yeah. entirety of the Sane Saga in like a day? No, I watched uh, thirty-seven episodes of DBZ in a single day. <laughs> are you ever you, i don't think you're ever doing that again no no never again my bones are too <laughs> frail at this point um but i will say this about dark tournament um i have said multiple times that at least to me as someone who has loved you show that dark tournament is one of if not the best tournament arc ever to air for shonen anime it is an absolute delight. It is bonkers. It's it's uh, got fantastic storytelling. Really great villains, um, <laughs> and a genuine sense of tension. Um, and it ups the stakes from that first season in really natural and really compelling ways. And of course, uh, the final fight, as Spencer can attest, um, is insanely goaded <laughs> oh it's 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 just rocky no dude it's goaded it's goaded so next time we will be covering dark tournament it is a longy one it's like 40 it's like 41 episodes it's 41 episodes but i i know you could say you oh no dude dude it, it's straight 40 it, it's it's 26 to 66 it's yeah, yeah that's including 40. 26 so that's 41 that's 41 oh you're the one who's about semantics, my dude. Yeah, I know, but I, that means that I can be a bitch about it. Yeah, some interesting notes. Uh, Akiyuki Shimbo worked on the Dark Tournament. God. He is the director of Madoka Magica. That's the <laughs> that's what i like to call the good shit i love how you just ha like fucking have a conniption fit he yeah that was, like, Spencer, the, he that did, was the he did the final fight he was the fucking um he was the fucking storyboard artist in the final fight oh that explains so much and it's actually it's directed like his stuff too yeah it is <laughs> yeah no okay yeah no that that that, that checks out that yeah, it's, yeah, but uh, but in any case, I'm Matt, aka Legion X, your host, and you can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex, as well as on YouTube at Legion Rex. I'm uploading again. Wow. Um, um, 
And uh, so and so I'm currently uploading a lot of backlog of content that I had recorded a while ago because uh, uh, I'm in a better headspace now. So I can in a better play a better, like more less stressful, you know, less stressful part of my life. So I can actually upload again and I will be there will be new content that was, that was getting recorded and shit and other stuff that I want to work on, which is nice. So I can actually get work on the shit I actually want to do now, which I think is nice. Um which is not just like let's play, not enough for, not just gameplay shit, but also like actual video essays, <coughs> which I have it in the back burner that will maybe will get done. Who knows? Um, uh, you can also find and you also find me on Twitch, uh, where I have I'm where I'm actually kind of streaming again as well. So you can find me there. Well, uh, if I if I am streaming sometime in between episodes, I will be streaming Yakuza Zero because I'm still going through that on Legend. Um, and you can watch my pain as I try to uh, beat that game on the highest difficulty and not die once. Because if I die once, I lose all my progress. Shane saw me lose all my progress once. Yeah, it was painful. It was. And he uh, laughed at me. He laughed it, at me. It was funny. It was funny. <laughs> it was like watching I, Icarus burn up in the sun. It was like, man. For context. Oh, for context, Spencer. For, for context, mm-hmm. Spencer, I did not save once during that entire stream, and I was two hours in, died, and I had to restart the stream from the beginning. G fucking G, it w- brother. It was the true definition of pain. It was during the escort mission from Makoto, so you know it was that. Oh, I know. Why. Yep. Yeah, yep, so. Uh, on out. Legend, dude? Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, with me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. You can find him on YouTube at Bearded Gaming Network, where he uploads podcasts, let's plays, gameplay videos, uh, unboxings, a uh, bunch of other stuff. You can also find him on Twitter, where he posts funny haha memes. Um, uh, you can also find him on Twitch, where he streams every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from seven to ten. He is not streaming this week though, because he's on vacation. Uh, so he will uh, actually. Are are you streaming tomorrow? No, um, I, oh, like today is this good? Okay, I was wondering because I was like, "You're you're gonna be on vacation for two weeks, so you're not gonna be streaming for like two weeks." The the um, original plan was Friday. I was gonna stream Sonic Adventure, mm-hmm. and then this week today, as of mm-hmm. the posting of this video Monday, I was also gonna stream Sonic Adventure because then I would have wrapped up the game before I went away. Uh, and then the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog happened, so that completely derailed my plans. So I'm just gonna take the full two weeks off. Yeah. So and, and t- also Sega fucked you. And uh-huh. also nice cock. Thank you. Um yeah, you know, uh with me I have my co-host Josh. You can find him on Twitter at Reborn Weeb, where he sometimes looks under Souls postings. Um and uh and all that jazz. With me and also I have my co-host Spencer <coughs> and you can find him on Twitter at Beery Burton with two E's. Two E's. Two E's. And he likes a lot of cosplay pictures and is the fan page of the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh no. Um That's true. Yeah, oh no, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh no. The refs. Uh, the refs are bad. Which by the way, Shane, did you hate the refs in Hunter Hunter? Oh, I'm gonna hate the refs in Dark Tournament. Aren't there I? is a fucking Spencer was ranting me about that. There, I forgot about this. There is a ref that makes the worst call in the history of Shonen during the Dark Tournament. Um, L- oh literally, shit! Oh, literally, red. like 
the worst call. I, <laughs> I, I, I got upset on the Hunter Hunter episode because of that bullshit ref. This is even worse. This is the worst call. And it's just the same writer Sagashi. Yeah, of course. Man just writes refs that make terrible. He just decisions. writes crooked refs. Crooked refs. And, and, and also, hope, so. the announcer is a cat girl. I knew that. I knew about that. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Well, it it's yeah. Kojo, Kojo, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. But yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed listening to us. This was a longer podcast than normal, uh, obviously because of all the news and shit. Um, next podcast will probably be later, considering that uh, when when they light when Japan likes to drop a bunch of news, they tend to really slow down for the next little bit in terms of news. So I don't think there's going to be, and it's the new season starting. So I don't think there's going to be much, thankfully. Uh, so, uh, but I hope, but if you ended up staying this long, thank you for listening in and we'll see you all next time for you. <coughs> show the dark tournament saga. And I hope, uh, and, uh, I can't wait for Shane to lose his goddamn mind. Didgeridoo neighborino. See you later, broskies. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that